Hi folks and welcome back to another episode of Relo Podcast. It's our 26th episode, which means it's our birthday slash anniversary special. We are in full party mode. You're essentially doing this on the Relo Podcast Christmas Do because (laughs) two of us are steaming, one of us is controlling the situation here, i.e. myself. So we're having, a, <laughs> we're having a few drinks with Ed, and now it's time to chat shit as usual. So, as always, folks, what's new with yourselves? Uh, I'm sampling lovely drinks from around the world. Yourself, Lee? <laughs> yep, same. I'm on the Pepsi Max. I believe I have an Italian Prosecco going on over here. That's a fine vintage, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Last year's model, was it? <laughs> um... Yeah, a year doing this. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty What weird. a year 2020 has been. The uh, year nobody saw coming. No. Coronavirus, Relo podcast, who'd have thought it? Huh? <laughs> Do you so think we're the harbingers of doom? We're the three of, we're three of horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> Ollie's yeah. number four. I didn't read that in Revelations of Bible class. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's been a crazy year. It's funny you think sort of sitting down and I think Lee, you weren't on the first one. It was Nigel and I, and we sat opposite each other. It must have been forty five minutes just laughing. reading and laughing and going, just going. Oh, my voice sounds weird. We sound like still idiots. Sound weird. Yeah, we still <laughs> sound like idiots, but yeah, it was so strange. And it's odd, kind of used to doing things, and it almost becomes second nature that you just stick the headphones on and go for it. But at the same time. Every time we go to record, I have a build up in my head where I'm like, we're terrible at this. You know? <laughs> or I'm terrible at this. And then when you get into it, you're like, oh, it's fine. You just kind of go with the flow. So that's why feedback's so important. It is. Let <laughs> us know that we're good, please. <laughs> well, at least average anyway. That's what you aim for. Just somewhere below average. Do me. Yeah. I'm d- I just noted down what would we've been through in the last uh, year, episode wise. Um, so if you go th- back through the episodes, if you haven't, uh, please do if you're a new listener. Like, what was it? Episode four, BBS with Rob for Studio Ten. Episode five, Dirty Deeds Done Cheap. Episode six, we had uh, Max Power Guys in. Episode seven, that's right, yeah. DeLorean story and eight, nine was Fire in the Booth. I think that was a just yeah. random newsy. There was a lot of, of stories about Connor setting fire to things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a pyromaniac. One of my favourites was Sean Maynard, VW America. I think that's probably one of my favourites, yeah. yeah. Then the VR6 episode. I'll not argue with that, that's definitely a favourite of mine. Secret Squirrels, cars that might not have been made. Yes, behind Um, the scenes info. Episode 13 was called Donkey Farts, do you actually remember what that was about? It was actually... That was the one, that was the Dunker Vort? The Dunker Vort, yes, with the the fastest Nankang tires for cornering. Um, Yeah, that was another ridiculous episode. Another good one was Andy Cooper, RMS. That was episode 14. Yeah, but a local knowledge. A yeah. Scene and we're going staple. to get Andy back in again as soon as Corona does one. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the killer with this, is trying yeah, like to get... We have, we have people lined up, but it's just... You can't do it. It's not and Like, so many local people that you want to put out there and... We, we could get them to phone in, but... It loses something, in yeah. it, I think. I, th- I think it's something that you should do with... Um, you know, if you have to, someone in a different country, yeah. say, or can't make it. But if yeah. you have the opportunity, it's better to wait and do it in yeah. person. Episode 15 was Drugs and Motorsport. I love that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, episode 16 was the Colin McRae. Mm-hmm. Uh, 17 was Butsy Butler, which was I'll, brilliant to get him on. I'll learn a sec. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just a humble guy that can believe it. The, he is where he is. Yeah, living life to the full. <laughs> um, episode 18 with Colin Twain reload in. Yep. Chatting about his... 
vast collection of cars. And wheels. And wheels, yeah. Episode 19 was the Recaro. Yeah, that's, I actually really, I think I got more out of that for myself, but just in the research, and yeah. it was fun. The, um, the tie-in with the early days of Porsche, which was, and I'm not a Porsche guy, but I just found it interesting. Yeah. Episode uh, 20 was then the Senna, the Senna story. 21 was Music That Drives You, so we'll have our own Spotify list after that. Yeah, we should actually update that. Yeah, we should. Episode 22, it's getting very close to we've done lately then. Uh, episode 22 was Pete Matthews and Paintworks. That was a funny episode. We'll, we'll get him in again, because with so many questions, still to ask him. And the, guy, the guy has so many stories. Episode 23, Rocketman, hell yeah. Was, yeah, that was Florida, that was, that was best. Um, episode 24, another favourite of mine, was the Christmas Steer, the suggested Christmas I, That gifts. was one of my favourites, yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Because it was the end of November and you're sort of going, Christmas is coming, but Corona. No, so it worked out then. really well that <laughs> we hadn't told each other what we had picked yeah. and then we mostly picked different stuff, so it was good. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Anything you sort of put in the research into Plus is I love fun. shopping, so I'm like... That's Yay. right up your street. <laughs> Lee's allergic to money. And then the last episode was Lee's uh, Dakar story. So That's right, yeah. That was good fun. Good crack. Researching that. Uh, one thing I'd say as well is that none of this happens without, like obviously on the topics and things like that, we all researched it ourselves, but nothing that happens without the guests on too. Yeah. So thank you so much to anybody that has contributed in that Absolutely. direction. And like, especially in the early days when you're sort of starting out and people are just like, yeah, we'll certainly come on. And I'm going, oh, will you? Brilliant. That's great. <laughs> so, yeah, so shout out to those guys. It's fantastic. And those guys, I personally still keep in touch with them. I think you guys do too as well. And, you know, they're just decent people and yeah. like-minded car people. So hopefully 2021 will be able to provide another year of content for you. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we do plan to get more people in the studio for interviews. But as you can imagine, things are Restrictive. very tricky. Very yeah. tricky. I'd like to get more local local yeah, people on, yep. especially, and uh, showcase what Northern Ireland is about. Yeah. And even the Republic, too. Like, it's, like the car scene here is nuts. We must have at least 10 guys who want to get in. Yeah, I, I, I have a, I have like a breakdown on my phone of like notes and rough outlines of interviews for people. And I'm just looking at them going, when can I do this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I will get there. The next couple of episodes, I think, will be, uh, as you all know, lockdown is coming. Yeah. So I think it'll be uh, lockdown again. Yeah, more than likely. Some of the episodes. So I will provide content. It is what it is, folks. Indeed. Keep your chin up. Think of lovely cars and our lovely voices. Oh, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> so what have you been up to, Nigel? A uh, few things. As ever. The BBS wheels, the set of RKs I have, RCs, sorry, finally got them out from the powder coater. wasn't exactly thrilled with the finish in certain aspects of it. Okay. Fired tires on it straight away, put it in the crado, and instantly wanted to punch himself in the face. Not impressed? Just under-wheeled, under-over-tired. See, your problem is you want the best of both worlds. You want to be able to drive that thing hard, but you want it to look good. And it doesn't look good. <laughs> it's what, well, I'm not... I'm not. I'm not that mad at it. Like, we should post a picture. It's okay. But, yeah, I don't think... It just doesn't I mean, look it's as not good the, as the Pegasus. The Pegasi, but... I think that's the problem. I as fucking I love it. those wheels. I think so the Pegasus just they can't be beaten. No. You've you've done bad there. Yeah. Have you considered a fatter tyre on the Pegasus wheels? I suppose they'd rub them, would they? Don't know. I don't know. You have the tyres. You could try it. I have two five forty eight or 4017s. I that's think it's on the RCs at the moment. So for anybody, any new listeners, your Corrado is a VR6 Turbo. And yeah. you want to, it's on air, but you want to try and drive it as best you can. Yeah, well, I'm 
Building an addition 1G60, and the plan is to move the air from the Corrado into it and go static and non split wheels for the Corrado to make it more of a driver's car because just, yeah, I want to drive it a bit harder basically. You know? Yeah, I could spell to it, so why not? Yeah. You were saying as well, though, the difference in tyre sizes is it between even just between a 195 and a 205 is That's such a difference, difference in driving? Yeah, all the difference. Like I have uh, Ronalds off a of Mark 1 TT that I use as winter wheels on the Corrado normally. And the difference, grip, just drivability. Was it in a skill and you went down to the runway for the drag strip? And did you run for the promo video for that, 195s, and said it was quite skittish? <laughs> just a tad. Ah, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. The like, back end felt a little bit light. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Like one section with difference. Yeah, so put them on and instantly regret it. But, Happy uh, Christmas to you. Happy Christmas to you, dick. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, and then another great event this week. Um, less than 200 metres from my house, I got caught spinning by a speeding van. Of course you did. Uh, up, the, oh, up the hill. Raging. Just at the top of the hill Of there. course you did. Uh, even I know it sits there. Yeah, so I looked down. I, I, I think I was just listening to a podcast of all things. I was sort of in, just, you know, away um, with it. Yep. Drove in and through the 30 zone. And just as you come over the hill, we're just sitting at the uh, cul-de-sac entrance. It didn't register immediately. Yep. And I just went, there's the speeding van. Looked down at Speedo, 39. And I just went, Balix. Lovely. <coughs> and I just went, caught me. I just kept at that speed. Didn't even bother to. Yeah, what do you, what do you want to do? Jump on the brakes? Yeah. yeah. It's But sir, it's like speeding and even accidents. You're more likely to have an accident or get caught speeding closer to home because you're complacent. You know yeah. you're close to home. Yeah. I, I rear-ended a car in like literally dead stop traffic and I hit a 30 mile an hour. In about, what, five miles from Homely? Yeah. In a work van once. And I had driven 400 miles that day or something and had been on the road for 18 hours or something stupid. But, like, I'd made it that far, five miles from home, and literally just didn't stop and just bang straight in the back of her. It was easy done. The worst one I ever had, and it wasn't complacency, but it was one of those type of stories where I went out, I was heading to work, it was my first day in my new job, in my new car, in the Sirocco, and I was like... And it was the beast from the east had oh, yeah, just happened, yeah. the fucking blizzard. Big storm. And uh, I was going to Dublin. I made it as far as Newry. It took me two and a half hours to get there. It normally takes me 20 minutes. Yeah. So I said, fuck this for a game of darts. And I turned around to head back home. And I drove another two and a half hours to get back <laughs> home. And I got to the bottom of the drive and I couldn't get up the drive. Yeah, you were you met it all that way and then couldn't get up the driveway. Oh, it was just like insult injury. And I had Screw to that. park the car at the neighbour's house. And then Connor's dad came up later and towed it up the drive with a pickup. Yeah. <laughs> good wide tyres in the snow don't work well. No, not so good. Uh, yeah, so it was a week of ups and downs. Like a fella in my local bar that I serve, he says life's like a penis. It has ups and downs. <laughs> um <laughs> So more Mark- downs as you get older, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Mark 6 GTI I bought this morning, myself and Andy Maxwell, we got it uh, pulled over into his workshop. So we now have it on a ramp. Engine's sitting beside it. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll get her swapped over. Get a heart transplant done. Very good. And uh, the same sort of topic, uh, Andrew, if you've, been, if you've been watching our lockdown logs and the IGTV we've done over... Um, April, May during lockdown, we've done a walk around of Andrew's collection. Of Quite cars. a collection. And if you, I think it's about halfway through the video, you can see his uh, 1980, what year is it? 89. 89, I think it is, yeah. 
out of 80, out of 80, out of 100 quattro. So. Is it 200 or 100? Is it 200 or 100? I'm not sure. That's why I'm asking you. I think it's 100. Ah, maybe. It's the size of a small It's a big yoke. Yeah. It is. It's like, uh, I assume that's the equivalent. You can play five a side in the boot of it, basically. Is that like an 80s A8? That kind of, would that be the biggest Maybe of the, the range? 200s, that. And you were telling me as well, there was four-wheel drive and still quattro engine in it, and the five-cylinder turbo. turbo. I didn't realise that until you'd said that. Because of lockdown, he was off for two and a half months, so he started to really get stuck into the rebuild of it, and got it, the hole underneath taken off, um, fixed wee bits and bobs, replaced components, full suspension, brakes, bearings, bushes, um, just went to town on it, and... Today, we, we went and got petrol, we started her, she drove out of the shed on her own power. And what were you saying, it hadn't started in what? I think it's four or five years. That's brilliant, yeah. It is, it's a cool big boss. All it needs sure. now, he works in a, a Vag Specialist and carried off, so his boss is old school and he's the jet, or the Yoda, Yoda of old school 80s and 90s cars, so goes up to him this week and... It'll be on our roads very soon. Excellent, yeah. We'll definitely post a few photos of that, because yep. other than his, I've never seen one of those before. No, I've never seen one in person. He, he was so happy. I was so pleased for him. He was just thrilled. Yeah, was, that's uh, it, because he ends up a typical mechanic working on everybody else's yeah. stuff and never his own. He's so. So, yeah, he's so many projects where it's just been put to the wayside and just sort of, it's a good day. We end up on an up. Well, I still... <laughs> <laughs> it's always good. We're fully hard. <laughs> I, uh, I still haven't got the exhaust on the Bora, although... I did have to oval out the holes for where the decat bolts onto the downpipes. So maybe me, I thought, yeah, that'll be a handy enough uh, carbide bit and a die grinder. Oh, no. An hour later, I was ready to stick the die grinder in my face. I was like, what am I doing with this? just wasn't happening. And then I tried to bring it to a few machinists who couldn't do it. Spoke to Dennis, FF Metalworks in Canada. He was like, I could do that, no problem. So I was going to the guys over here like, you know, pro setup shops. Yeah. And the stuff that he has in his garage, he's like, yeah, I could do that, no problem, because he's a horizontal axis in the middle. And I was like, why do you live in that country? <laughs> so I end up, I nipped into a local engineering firm who was told that a handheld plasma cutter. He was like, oh, he was kind of skeptical of doing it. He didn't want to destroy it. And I says, look, this is last its attempt. If it doesn't go from this, I'm going to cut the we- cut it off and weld the other flange on. So we went out, grabbed the nearest guy that was walking past and says, grab the plasma cutter. And I went, Oh, we're doing this now. Happy days. <laughs> and he had it done in about five minutes, so that's okay. good. Yeah, so yeah. that that's us maybe try and get over Christmas, try and get it bolted up and see what I can do and see who'll actually want to weld the back end of it. Because at the minute, no one seems to want to do it. Ah, it's a society we live in. It is indeed. Yeah. And then we've lockdown as well, so lockdown's coming, we'll get nothing done. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. So that's a, a bit as exciting as our lives are at the minute, same with you, Lee. Well, mm-hmm. I think the, the exciting thing we had was basically our... Feedback appeal. Indeed, yes. The karma, karma points were building up. 13th of December, we had a collection point in Dargan Road in Belfast Docks. I'm pleased to say that our listeners came out in force. We, did we certainly did, yeah. This still weirds me out that this is a thing in this country. Because America, food banks and food drives are a big thing and they have been for years. I grew up what, at school 20 years ago collecting for what was referred to as the poor countries and it was never a local thing no. and now you're sort of looking and going this is a local issue and it needs done and it's still foreign to me and I'm probably lucky that it is foreign to me in that regard but yeah well as I was explained to by the fellow that runs the food bank it's the introduction of zero hour contracts and minimum wage yeah you get sick on minimum wage and zero hour contracts you are up well that's it yeah you're you're caught out big time and it's it's easy it's very easy done 
So that's who you are helping, guys, and we really appreciate all you give. I think it was around 180 kilograms, but it, the weight doesn't really matter. It's the sheer volume was just mental. And online donations as well. Cash was just nuts. I might as well say it, but I had to go early and you brought the stuff around to my house on your uh-huh. way, way home. So the next morning then, I filled the back of my Audi up with the stuff uh-huh. and thought happy yeah, days. because I had it all in the Superb and it was like the Superb... I've often said you could fit eight dead bodies in the boot of Superb and it was full. Well, I was food bank Tatterson. Yeah. <laughs> basically. And I went across, dropped it off. Richard came out, thanks very much. That's absolutely awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And then the next day I was going, where's my coat? Where's my coat? And I threw my coat into the Mark 5 that had been down to the yeah. thing. Then I realised, oh, I have a The Mark 5 was, was full of stuff, stuff too. So I had Brilliant. to run over to the food bank the next day. <laughs> Richard was like, oh, you're back again? I was like, I ah, here, here you go. You nearly had an extra special Christmas dinner, did you? had a very good Christmas dinner. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, that's You guys great. rock. Thank you very much. And again, another thing that doesn't work without the involvement of yep. people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I will say, from near and far, donated too, so it was great. Yeah, there's yeah, people donated online and sent money through. So. Yep. So fair play to everybody. Yeah. Um, Connor and I had to go shopping for toys and like... <laughs> Connor and I are basically 30 year old children but yeah. we don't have any children and things so like we don't know what kids are into or anything we're, we we're know walking what, around to the toys looking going oh, we, we know this? what we, know what we like cool? <laughs> yeah am I cool <laughs> no it was, uh, it was good crack no no yeah it was good and good to get seeing a few other people as well listeners and meeting up and meeting new people and existing people that we already knew yeah there's nothing worse than DMing people, you know, back and forth, and you've never actually met them, so it was good to catch up with a few people. It is, yeah, socially distance, obviously. Oh, yeah, and uh, we actually got to chat with a few of them just about the podcast, Connor. Didn't we did we? indeed, yeah. We'll just so we've done a few recordings, we'll play a few here now. Okay, so we're down at the food bank, um, drive we're having for a reload podcast, and we've had a great turnout and great response to everything. And I'm joined now by Alistair Woodside, who's kindly given some stuff. So we're nearly a year into the podcast here. So what do you think of the podcast? Um, what's the highlights for you over the year, do you think? Uh, nice to meet yourself, Nigel. A few of the guys obviously take the do with it. I never was really in the podcast until recently. I started listening to The Collecting Cars with Chris Harris. and really enjoyed that. thought it was very good. And then obviously yourselves, being from Northern Ireland, everything's very relatable. The crack, the, the banter, it's, you, know, you totally get it. The highlight for me would be the, the Max Power episode with Dana Milsey on. I was very, very young at the time, so maybe only 13, 14, but I remember going to certain things with my brother and that, as a, he has a wee course of B and still owns it to this day. Uh, red top converted and filled jab kit. Quick for what it was. We thought it was quick back then, it's maybe not so much now. Yeah, that was a definite highlight hearing the stories about Nuts Corner and obviously been in the, the where we shouldn't have been and placing stuff, obviously <laughs> taking names and the way out. I remember sitting in the back of the car, so I was only a kid. And I was thinking, man, I'm going to jail for this. <laughs> yeah, some, some of the Max Park cruises were just insane. So was I. I was thinking, my mum's going to bother me. So like, <laughs> but no, all that, very relatable. And so it brought back good memories for me anyway. But uh, no, it's definitely enjoyable. I like the topics he's done and stuff. He's done stuff on Senna and yeah. bits and pieces like that. It's really, really, there's stuff you hear on that you would never, ever know. Well, personally, I didn't know. It gets me three minute shifts and I really enjoy it. That's good to hear it and the feedback we're getting we're, it keeps us going doing the things and all the rest of it. What sort of things do you think we should be doing moving forward topics or what would, what would you enjoy here's waffling on as such about? I think just keep doing what you're doing it's very good obviously yourselves are 
furry Volkswagen enthusiast base. They were a wee bit best. <laughs> I've, I'm also, I've never owned anything else other than a Vauxhall, which some people would say is a parcel. <laughs> but no, maybe delve in a wee bit more to different brands and stretch out from, you've obviously mentioned Jap stuff and that, but maybe go a wee bit further again, the Ford stuff. and There is stuff down the lines, just getting around it, we will get around to it, but I'm sure there's plenty more episodes to come. So there is. Definitely, yeah, it's obviously not easy either with COVID here, it's, you're very restricted to what you can do. And yeah, I think we've been held back in the last six months, we've had certain plans and with everything going on, we've been held back, but uh, we hope to have a few more guests coming in and hopefully improve it, so... Uh, Yes, thank you very much, Alistair. Thanks again. Thank you. Yeah, so that was Alistair was one of the listeners we hadn't actually met before. Met yeah, his way down good to meet him. Cool guy. And nice factor. 2.8 turbo he has. Yes, the VXR. Yeah. Well, as you probably know from my constant harping on about Novas, I do have a soft spot for, for an old Vauxhall. Yeah. We well, are quite bag heavy, to be fair, but oh, we've yeah. never shied away it, from that. It was evident <laughs> at the food bank drive that we're the, very bag heavy. It was like a it Volkswagen. Was all meet. Volkswagens, a Skoda, and a Vectra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was there other brand cars? Oh, um, Quattro Rick landed in a five series BM. Oh, yeah, there was a BM. I think, I think that was a bit it. Maybe yeah, that's German, like so. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, thanks very much, Alistair. Good to meet you. We'll yeah. meet again soon, I'm sure. Um, Lee, you spoke to Andy Maxwell, who we're talking about has the Audi either 100 or 200. See, we're not that vague focused. Audi really 150, we'll just call it. <laughs> the 150. <laughs> the 150. And Andy, this to say. Okay, I'm here at the docks with Andy Maxwell. Hi, Andy. Hi, how's it going? Good, thank you. So we've been doing the podcast for almost a year now. Uh, have you been listening? Of course, every episode. Thank you very much. Uh, what's your favourite part or have you a favourite episode? Um, oh, they're all pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head, which I like the most, but no, they're all great listening. Thank you very much. Are you all set for Christmas? Uh, no. No, you're a boy, of course you're not. <laughs> of course. Uh, any automotive-themed presents that you're hoping for? A big turbo kit for my Audi 200 would be great, but that's never going to happen. <laughs> that does sound good. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much. Well, there it you is go. a 200. So Straight thanks for clarifying that, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an Audi 100. Audi it's 150. A 200. It's actually an Audi 200. It could so. be a 250 by the end of this. Enough Here. drinking us. Audi 200 plus fat. Yeah. <laughs> a big turbo kit. Nothing would be awesome. It would be the 250 then. Yep. It would say. I need about 350. About 350. Yeah, you just imagine him getting onto the motorway and putting the foot down. 20 minutes later, she builds boost and he's the coolest guy around. <laughs> <laughs> big, big turbo. Uh, and then the last one was Marty Mim, who we've known for, well, I think we met Marty this year for the first time. Mm-hmm. Known Andy for years. Marty's a good lad. He's just recently swapped cars, so that's what he had to say. So we're up in Belfast at the Reload Food Drive, and we have listener Marty Mim here with us. Hello. Marty, it's been a strange year for cars. There's not really much has been happening. Have you been out much at all? Uh, bits and pieces. Usually anything, uh, unfortunately, anything you... Uh, advertise them at that is important because usually I give you abuse at it is that what you're trying to say <laughs> it's always the best kind of abuse so how did you get listening to the podcast how did you find us probably began with just people sharing the post on Instagram kind of Nigel and yourself uh, then I might have heard tell a few on RMS maybe ah uh, yes the episode Randy Cooper we did 14 yes. I think it was yeah um, and have you a particular favourite episode or anything that has stood out over the time the, I find the DeLorean one really interesting. Just the whole history of it. 
there's there's a lot to uncover that you didn't really know before kind of thing so you prefer Nigel's episodes of mine that's what you're saying not at all thanks very much so yeah thanks very much for coming out to the food drive Marty and it's good to be seeing you again well there you go Marty clearly has a favourite not that I'm better <laughs> thanks Marty watch your back Marty <laughs> but yeah no it was good it was a good thing to get behind but at the same time it was also good to get seeing a few people and yeah. catching up with people because again it can be this time of year especially and then lockdowns and stuff it's hard to get so no thanks for everybody for coming out and thanks for anybody to come on to have a chat with us because it's, it's not easy when you're especially when we're used to doing this now and someone's sticking a microphone in your hand your mouth yeah <laughs> there was gentle persuasion needed for some interviews yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to talk to us <laughs> Oh dear, we'll move on to our news then. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. crack on. Nigel, yeah. do you have the most there? You want to kick us off? Um, yeah, so first topic then would be, our first news I've seen this week was an article, I forget what I've seen it on, but it's basically a Derbyshire couple were in court this week for doing 175 mile an hour in England in a tuned S3. Well, I don't know if it was tuned S3, but it sounded a bit raspy anyway in the video. So they uploaded a video of them doing... Basically coming from 110 mile an hour right up to 170 mile an hour. Um, See, there's where you go wrong. Posting the evidence. Oh. Having evidence is bad enough. This is like the guy with the kid in the lorry all over again. Like, what an idiot. If you're going to do something stupid, which I fully recommend it's doing stupid ego. things. It's ego. Yeah, look what I've done. Um, so it was a mechanic who had coincidentally lost his license, so his wife was driving the car for him. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> His name's Robert and his wife's Alexander Shore. So in the video, you can see him egging her on. And he shared the video on Facebook. Do. And he posted on Facebook after he posted, next time we'll get it at 180 miles an hour. So then the police seen this online. They realized, I don't know how, they, they basically called around to his workshop and basically went, hey. What's the crack here? Your necked old son. Your necked governor. <laughs> and so he ended up in court and... The wife was jailed for nine months, suspended, Ooh. and he was jailed for eating a bit. Or sorry, he was given a sentence of ten months, suspended for eating and abetting. So he got more, and he wasn't actually the one doing the crime. I think it was the previous conviction. Uh, uh, that's a strange one, though. So uh, he could have played that he was kidnapped, and he didn't want her to do it. Yeah, he, he did sound like it in the video. Ah, going, yeah. Hurry up, go, 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 go. <laughs> hurry up to get out of this situation here. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, stupid I think is I as stupid does. I think in the episodes over lockdown, I think a, a running feature was yeah. speeding during the lockdown. Yeah, speeding and videoing it seemed to be yeah. a thing. I don't, like, I... I... I have to admit, during lockdown, the roads were freer and the distant 30 got the breathe. Yeah, everything seemed that wee bit yeah. faster, just, yeah. So. You know, sevens turned into eights, eights <laughs> turned into nines, that kind of thing. But you don't record it. No. How... What do you want to do? Rob a bank and video it? Yeah. Post GoPro. it on Snapchat. You. Latest, latest GoPro video. I the cam robbing the bank. Just th- robbed a bank. Feeling cute. Might delete. <laughs> Should delete. <laughs> I don't know. People, uh, people are getting I, I thicker. Think, I think the culture now is if you're doing anything now vaguely interesting you have to put it on Instagram stories, TikTok, Snapchat. See, I do stuff like that. And I want to post it, but I'm like, even I'm not that stupid. Like, I do some stupid shit, but my God, not that. Don't incriminate yourself, folks. Exactly. Wise yeah. up. If you're going to take anything from this podcast, don't end up in jail. And don't take any advice from us. And don't drop the soup. 
And <laughs> <laughs> life's like a penis. Ups and downs. <laughs> life's like, right. Life's like, life's We're like obviously your wife. very sober. So the second story this week is um, Toyota filed a new patent this week for autonomous refueling. Autonomous refueling? Robots, AI, Connor. In electric form? I well, roll it, up and- it, the patent is a s- series of sketches and it is open to electric, hydrogen and fuel. So they've basically just cornered the market? Well, we're going to do this for the everything? The sketch is basically what looks like a go-kart attaching to the rear of a car and it's GPS based. So basically... Does it do this on the move? Yeah. Ooh. Um, so the sketch drawings that say it looks like a it's like a drone with GPS coming to the car. Um, do you know what this would be good for? Cannonball record runs. Well, that's actually, that, that actually was mentioned in the article. Oh right, well there you go. We don't even have cannonball to stop. listener, can, cannonball computer. I can all speak. You can. <laughs> you get What's the that idea. Beer I'm ready soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's no timeline in this. There's been no date, you know, of the way it's going to progress. But at the minute, it's not feasible until. If you follow autonomous driving, Tesla and all the rest of it, um, there's a scale of autonomous driving is, yeah. from zero, which is human, to five is fully autonomous. Uh-huh. Fully? 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 What are you going with? Fully autonomous. So um, cars at the minute are at level two. Mm-hmm. The introduction of the Honda Legend next year will be level three. Okay. I don't know the exact detail of why it's level three. There must be some... Shedding. It's a bit like lockdown. Nobody knows what the levels mean anymore. No, just a big thumbs up. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's a bit of a wait, and uh, they're saying basically level five is a long, long way off. So it's basically, I think Toyota just throwing darts at the dartboard, going, "We're going to do this." Yeah, we've got this. In the case of the Cannonball Records, then are they going to have autonomous toilets? So you can like roll up alongside you and shit out through the window. That's a really interesting take on a car. You can tell okay. I've. <laughs> had a few moments in cars have you, thought, have you seen that video that was doing the rounds this week it's Michael Jordan's golf course no and like he has drones that bring you beer and snacks and no stuff way. while you're out on the golf course I just happen to be looking for an ex NBA player as a friend <laughs> that sounds like a good one to befriend well I flam beers I for one welcome our new robot overlords oh I'm all for it yeah <laughs> bring them on oh free beer, beer flam beer Flying beer. I could get fatter. That'd be great. <laughs> but you'd be playing golf, so you'd be walking it off. I don't play golf. I that's, just that's multitasking, Lee. Is there anything to be said for just standing there while other play golf and drinking beer? How are you going to get out on the golf course without walking? I I'll drive out. Just on that topic, I think one of my favourite shows I went to was fitted three years ago on the Saturday. Okay. We sat and drank. Oh, we did. Oh. Just at the corner where the GTI and I stand was. We actually made... Uh, and we just sat there and watched everything happen. That was great. We actually made a few Instagram stories because we were the Irish guys basically Being shouting jerks. at people coming in. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, and then the next year they barred us from bringing oh, in drink. I, I, that was and me that done. clearly didn't stop me because I have a giant handbag and bottles of wine <laughs> fit quite easily in the bottom of it. My favourite part of that was... The Manchester bombing had just happened, so security was oh. tight. Oh, it was yeah. So it was 1984 in Belfast. It was crazy, and I just rocked the experience in with my that, handbag. We know how to smuggle things in. Lee comes in with a handbag. I think I was actually carrying it for you. Connor yeah. went full slab, Murphy. And your guy, yeah, he was like, oh, "I need to check that." And I was like, "Yeah, no problem." He probably didn't say it in that accent though, because he's English. And uh, <laughs> he takes the handbag, 
And he just like opens it, has a quick look and went, oh, there's no bombs. Didn't see that there was a bottle of wine buried in the bottom of it and Lee landed on and had her bag of wine for later. So security measures don't work. We know how to. At that same time, they were bringing the show cars in and putting the mirrors under them, checking for bombs. I remember thinking, I didn't put X amount of thousands into this and three years of my life to blow it up. It, It was a bit strange. It was. I think it was more of a show of a thing. Yeah, we'll surely, get off topic. surely it should be the spectators <laughs> that are doing that too, you know, Aye. probing them. Checking underskirts. Just going to say a few names there, will not. No, we'll not. <laughs> not incriminate anybody. Um, I continue news. Yeah, fire on. So, Autocar released the top 10 selling cars of 2020. Obviously, numbers are down. I can't imagine there's too many sold in 2020. So. Nissan Qashqai. Right. Is Number it, one, who is it? I wouldn't have a clue. What manufacturer? Car model. Ford? I'm gonna I'm gonna say cash car. Is it still a Corolla? Long way off. Ford Fiesta. What? Okay. That kind of makes sense. Forty five thousand eight hundred and seven. That's a lot of vape. Followed by the Vo- Vauxhall Corsa, forty three thousand. Meh. Golf was third. I would thought it was the The Golf? Then you've gotta you've gotta realise. It's more expensive. More expensive and the finance deals on Fiestas and courses are just ridiculous. Always, yeah. The only like, thing is, driver numbers, new driver numbers were down this year because you couldn't get doing your test. So those are the kind of cars that are bought maybe first-time drivers who have rich parents. Ford Focus was fourth, 36,000. Mercedes A-Class then. Nissan Qashqai was sixth with 30,000. Yeah. Up the DLA. You. Can I just make a note here? My wife had a Nissan Qashqai for six years, and it's one of the best cars we have had. You just actually raved I had one that. as a hard car for a week and wanted to kill myself. So. Diesel or petrol? <laughs> petrol. Oh, I remember When I say best yeah. car... It gave no wishes. It was 13 and a half grand, brand new. Mm. Six years driving. Don't get me wrong. This thing, I mean, it had all the toys and all the stuff. It was when this Rocco got hit and then was in with Robin getting sorted out. I needed a car for work. And of course, it happened to be the week that I was literally doing a circuit of the country. So I did a like... 1.2 petrol cash guy. Home to 1. Galway. 1.5 or 6. I think it was like a 1.5 or 1.6, yeah. I mean, it was dog slow. I went home, Galway, Limerick, Cork, Wexford, Dublin. Home. So literally like a circuit of the country in this, oh my God, see on the motorways. And it drove like a boat and it was so <laughs> slow and I was like, yeah, the radio was pretty car. nice You got and a Freddy car. Our wee cash guy was great. It was great. <laughs> it was, we had never bought a new car before. And this car... Like, you just bought it brand new. Brand spanking and new. And we say it was 13 grand. 13 and a half grand. There was a government scheme took a grand or two off it. Could and you I, buy I wasn't, I wasn't expecting much. But the spec of it and all the rest of it. Never bought a Jap car in my life. Laura had always had Nissans. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it was great for the money. Would Nissan be a Japanese car? Sorry, Korean. Korean. Sorry. Well, you know, for, don't want to get racist in the. You know. I've, I'm lost now. Continue to be racist. Work away. What? Hang it, what? Hang on. Nissan's Japanese. It is. Yeah. Okay. Why do you question that? Because you say confused me. You said I bought a I've, Nissan, then you went. I've never bought a Japanese car in my life. Up and until then, the Nissan. Oh right. You said Laura always had. Have I just entered the Matrix? I don't know. I think I've had a stroke. <laughs> Am I drinking? The family tradition is going well. <laughs> no. When I, say, when I say it was the best car, it was the best car value-wise. Ah, uh, yes. You think of a Volkswagen Tiguan right now. How yeah. much does that cost in you brand new right now? Ooh. I wouldn't even know, but I'd say yeah. it's a lot. One of 30, the top. An R-Line's 35 grand. What? Yeah. 
No I chance. don't know what a cash cow is now. I'm sure it's probably well, 20 odd. That's what I was going to ask. When did you buy that? 2010. So, so 10, 10 years, years ago. ago. Like you not get the equivalent cash cow for 13 grand. Of course it's flipping 17, 18 yeah, grand. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember courses years ago being like six grand. Yeah. This is my argument at the minute with the Skoda. Like, for the money, the spec on that yeah. thing, compared to the equivalent Passat or A6 or, you know, whatever else is in that kind of bracket, it's ridiculous. I know I'm going through this list here, but um, the price of cars now is just getting ridiculous. The new GTI starts at... 33 or 34,000. Yeah, I think we talked the about Golf, before. Yeah, the new Golf R coming starts at 39. Yeah, that's crazy. The, the Yaris GR, everybody's raving about them. And we talked about it in the last podcast. It's mid 30s spec, well, for, for Yaris. For Yaris, yeah, yeah. Like, Which, a Yaris is a small car. I was gonna say, when I was younger, a Yaris was like your first time driver, one liter Yaris. And the type T Sport of... was the kind of now, the, the, the hot hatch. Yaris GRs will sell out, they'll just fly out the door because I think they'll hold their money too yeah. on that because of what they are. I think they're limited too. Yeah, I think I heard something. Limited. There's two reasons I think for the increase in car prices one is because everything's now like the, it's mandatory to have reversing cameras, parking sensors, blah blah blah, and that. Having to put that technology into them ramps the price of things up as opposed to not having it. And two, because everything is a finance now, people don't look at the overall cost. No. People look at it monthly, monthly and just go, there we go, no problem. And the dealers know that. So the manufacturers just ramp the prices up and they say, oh, well, that's what it is. Yeah. It's just one of those things. We've got sidetracked. We have indeed. Continue your list. What's number Sorry. seven? <laughs> seven is a many, 28k. Numbers that is not price. I don't know what I, I couldn't even tell you what price a mini is. Could you? No, I wouldn't have a clue. If now. a course is fucking 17 grand, a dreadful thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, eighth, good old VW Polo. Uh, number nine, Ford Puma. Number 10 is the One Series BM. Burn it with fire. The Puma. Puma. A do you Puma? know the, do you know the Puma is? <laughs> Puma pants. <laughs> Puma pants. <laughs> More tea vicar for me. <laughs> the Puma used to be the like what the Tigra. Yeah, the Tigra was to the the Corsa. It was like a the sporty coupe version of the hatchback. I wonder if that meant to say Cougar. No, well the Puma is now back as a kind of SUV type yes. soft rotor. They're so strange. Yeah, uh, Laura's uncle actually bought one. <laughs> Puma pants. You right there. <laughs> Jesus. This is going well. This is fantastic. Yeah, so that's my list. Lovely. Can I say Puma one more time? <laughs> Do you want to get out of your system? No. No. Oh, God. Do you want to break up the news a wee bit? Yes. Uh, I have one here, and we talked about, I think it was Connor Old had messaged in last week, our last episode, to say that, I think the question was, what's your pet peeves with modified cars? And one of mine was 3D and what people term, and I refuse to call 4D number plates. So they're essentially like... Enter um, the fourth dimension. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, the 4D plates are your standard backing for the plate and they're acrylic numbers in black cut out and stuck on. So people have been saying, oh yes, these are 100% legal, not an issue. I hate them because I think they look totally tacky. And the majority of them seem to be laid up by somebody with no eyes because... None of them either. Like, they are a bit Stevie squeaky, usually, like, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, oh, I, I if, don't, if you could see Connor's face right now, it's I just, just torment so and anguish. <laughs> Gnashing of teeth. Do you know what it's like? If there was a convention for the blind, 
And on their bricks, it says here, knock a few number plates together there. That's what they look like. The numbers are never square. They're always like at a slanty angle. The spacing between them never looks right. And my OCD goes berserk. I hate these things. And now the government have come out and said they're not even legal. And I am delighted. So fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, because we're going through Brexit and January 1st, as you will know, Nigel. Are we? Yes. Is, uh, oh, you should have said something. Let's kick it in. Oh, I got Leonora a bottle of champagne. <laughs> Before we can still afford it. And, you know, th- this is an important thing. I We're- have a joke. Oh my God. Can I tell my joke? Go. Excellent. Here we go. What did 52% of British people order for their Christmas dinner? I don't know. No Brussels. <laughs> <laughs> I got home. My God. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so Don't say we didn't get anything, viewers. My God. <laughs> viewers? Listeners? What the hell? What has gone on? <laughs> so, the uh, the important topics were covered. Obviously, Brexit. You have to sort out your borders. The new colour for the passports. All the important things. And who'd have thought it? But we sort out our number plates. So, and I will... Are we getting new number plates? We're getting new number plates. Uh, Are we? New green number plates, apparently, according to this. Well, it could be there yet. Front and um, back? Apparently so. The, I the, don't think I'm okay with this. No, I think it's going to look strange. But apparently, they'll this, go down well in uh, South East Centrum. The plates have undergone testing for, and I quote, reflectivity, vibration, impact, thermal and weathering effects, solvent resistance, bending, and more. And you know what? Those are all issues I've had with my number plates before. You know, I drive along and I think to myself... I hope these are solvent resistant. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God, this country is a fucking joke. Like, of all the things that need sorted for Brexit, and number plates are now a massive issue, apparently. Like, what is wrong with ones that we have? Because, according to them, we're not allowed to have... Like German style plates because the AMPR can't read them, so they have to have these ones that we currently have. But now next year they don't recognise them because of Brexit. Top work. Top work. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I don't. This is just so frustrating. So 3D gel number plates. Um, They're definitely not solvent resistant. No. Um, everything they got. Do you remember the old style ones? It was like a like a carbon effect letter. So they had like. Oh, I like. Unf- I had those on the Nova. They were cool. No, you had actual carbon fiber plates. These yeah, are with like, the cutouts. Yeah, these oh, were letters. Oh, I thought that was what you were talking about. The letters that they lay up in the... So, you're, anyone that doesn't know, your number plate's made up of a reflective backing, a clear acrylic, and in between is the letters set up. So, the letters are usually plain black, but you used to be able to get, like, fake carbon fibre effect, like, black and grey speckle kind of thing. They're illegal now, which is great because they're horrible looking too. And I got to thinking on this. What country, other than the UK, modifies their number plates? Nobody does it. Now, in the States, you can have private plates. in the South. You see the odd but metro plate th- in the South, but th- not th- really. I think a reason for that in Germany and in France, if you have anything modified, they shoot you on the spot. Yeah, I agree with it. So but that's maybe Leave your plates alone, folks. Like, up in Spain, I don't think they clamp down the motors, but you never see metro reduced or... No, it's not It's not a thing. It's only here. We like to... That's strange, isn't it? Yeah. We like to modify them. Personalized plates are a big thing here and in America. Yeah. Oh, personalized plates, yes. But I mean, as in like changing the font, the style of the letter, and you know, that, even the size of it. It's not a thing anywhere else other than here. It's weird. I never really thought about it until I was reading this article, and then I kind of went, 
why are we why are we like this because we're weird right but islanders yeah so apparently we're taking back the power from europe but we're getting new number plates to do it (laughs) who'd have thought (laughs) oh i'm moving Mm. someone put me up in a different country the other thing as well is uh, classic car owners you've seen like the likes of minis and stuff running black and silver plates these were supposed to be pre-73 and then when the historic tax come in was a rolling 40 year thing uh, it kind of crept on and they started to give t- uh, black and silver plates to all historic tax vehicles and then realized this year that they were giving black and silver plates to 1980s cars, which they never actually came with that originally. <laughs> so they sort of went, oh, here, we've made a mistake. So as of next Oopsie. year, those were out the window as well. So anything up to 1980, classic style, you can have black and silver plates, but not now. Oh. So Boo. I know, that took a humorous and strange turn for me there, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's my news. Just a bit. A great turn, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. We're, we'll have stronger number plates for our strong country. We're good. <laughs> After two final stories then, as busy announcement this week, the British Rally Championship for 2021 is back. Um, it's basically R5 and R2 rally cars. And the first event will be Circuit of Ireland. Oh, very good. At Easter. wonder what that way. Hopefully that'll work with a lockdown for new gathering inside of the stages and things like that. I, I would like to think by April things will have... With the vaccine, we're all cured. We'll have three arms and we'll be good to go. More eyes for more watching. There you go. Third eye. Here, calm yourself. Um, <laughs> so we should yeah. go. We should definitely try and get to that. Well, I haven't been to the, the circuit last time in years. I was there. Was uh, two years ago. Circuit Ireland was on, and I just had knee surgery. Oh, you'd have been fit for that. So I think Andy, Andy Maxwell, and Rick, he's basically come on, go to the circuit. I says, I'm on crutches. My leg, we- my knee makes weird noises. I can hardly walk. So they trailed me down to. It's kind of down in Lisburn. Stuff I like think it. I remember you posting about that actually, yeah. And, uh, it was great. Absolutely fantastic. But the thing for me was, you have the proper front runners. Yeah. But then you have the classic section. Because the, cla- the classic section thing. now is a more affordable means of rallying. Yeah. Because it's a very, very low entry fee. And uh, it's more entertaining too. It is, yeah. Because the guys are giving it stacks like. Like it's not four wheel drive, synchro, whatever, or sequential gearbox just boom 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 it's a boy with a steering wheel connected to the wheels going to the rear the power going to the rear wheels and steering down the road the epitome of that for me in this country is frank kelly and that mark 2 escort oh, that man if you take five minutes out of your day and google or stick into youtube frank kelly mark 2 escort that man can steer yeah that's impressive but those are sort of cars he wasn't rarely below nine thousand rpm either no he's not afraid of the pedal he liked to hear the or Weber scream. Um, so yeah, that's coming next year. It's seven events across the UK. First one's Circuit Ireland, second one's Essex Lanes in April, Jim Clark's, which is in south of Scotland, followed by the Nicky Gris stages in May in Wales, the Grampian Forest in Aberdeen, Rally Yorkshire, and then the Cambrian Rally. So if you like your rallies, there you go. Yeah, no, it's good. Good to see more motorsport happening in the country again. So staying on motorsport announcement this week that Snitzer Motorsport is likely to close by early 2021. So That's another big blow to heritage and motorsport there. Yeah, it's the uh, ongoing march of e-cars and the effect on uh, pedal motorsport, basically. It all seems to be going that way, though, doesn't it? You know, it's there's Volkswagen, Audi, you know, it's just the inevitable march of time. Kills this makes us all. me sad. It does. 
So BMW basically said, right, we're done, and they cut their contracts in the last month with uh, Snitzer Motorsport. Like the talking about heritage and all the rest of it, um, just a few titles that they had through the very successful E30, E30 chassis was uh, European Championship it was 88, or sorry, 83, 86 and 88. World Tour Championship was 87. They also had success through, or Snitzer had success through the BTCC in 93. DTM, the one in 89, 2012. They have their problems and it's been a tough two years. Their boss, um, Charlie Lamb, died in 2019. Him being a major shareholder meant that shares had to be paid to the widow, which basically... Cleaned the company out. Cleaned the company out. Combine that with this year, COVID, and the run cost of the team going into 2021. They've tried to look for new finance and all the rest of it, but the way things are working out... and Yeah, nobody's stepping up to do that too quickly, are they? Yeah, so they came out with a statement at the end, and, uh, at the end of this article here, and they said, we are proud of the fact that we and Team Snitcher have shaped international motorsport together with BMW for so many years and look back with pleasure on all the great successes that we celebrated together in various categories. We thank BMW Motorsport for this long, unique partnership. That was Mr. Snitcher Jr. Very nice. So, uh, yeah. I, I can't see it being dead completely, but... No, it'll definitely... It'll continue in some form. Yeah, it'll, those guys will go on to do something else, but it's still just a, like, a big blow for them. Just like VW Motorsport has pulled a curtain, I think another curtain will open somewhere. Yeah, something's going to come up here. It's, it's too strong a brand not to. Yeah, yeah, it's it's strange to build up a brand like that and then just suddenly dump it. You know, yeah. obviously if t- times are tight and money's not there, yeah, you have many options, but you can't see it being abandoned forever. That's the no. thing. No. So we'll move on to our YouTube section and we have one and it's kind of an amalgamation of all the same thing between the three of us here. I haven't had a lot of time to watch YouTube this week, so well, there you go. <laughs> I kind of have and I am still in the, what are we in, Lee? What? The ho- <laughs> Lee completely zoned out there. The uh, the Hoonigan universe. You're back in the room, Lee. You're back in the <laughs> Hoonigan versus the world. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yes, lad. It's such a good series. Vroom, you might as well vroom, talk about motherfucker. The Jim Canna. Yeah, the Jim Canna as well. It the, dropped the but the Hoonigan versus the world. The one thing I really like about it is they don't want the Hoonigan to win. Really. Like, they do the first run, and if there's a big difference in it, they start holding the Hoonicorn back, and they'll give the guy, you know, first go off the line, that kind of thing. And it just looks like, as I said earlier, we were watching a bit of it, when we were having a few drinks. They're not working, they're having fun. Like, those guys are enjoying it. Yeah. It's just enthusiastic, they've got a business. And yeah. they're just, oh, getting lucky paid. Bastards. Yeah, <laughs> getting paid just to race this thing. Lucky, lucky bastard. What's the saying? Find a job that you love, and you'll never work a day in your life, life exactly so uh the hoonicorn is an animal is fucking incredible re-watching that video there previously before we recorded it's the ferocity the it's the, this, the sequential gearbox is just like it's the just like one, bang 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 rob dam had his rx7 yeah and he had a sequential box and Ken, Ken Block's expensive gearbox is just like, yeah, that's very good, but this is what it's meant to be. Yeah, it's nowhere near a, on the same scale, is it? It's millimetre precision, bang, 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 bang. Whereas Rob Dam's just like, clunk, clunk, bang, clunk, clunk, bang. Yeah, that's kind of what you would expect, you know, from a sequential box. And then you see the Hoonicorns thing, and like, my God. Um, I was listening to the thing with Scott Oil podcast on the Smoking Tire, and he was saying that that gearbox is only built to take 800 horsepower, and they're putting 1,400 through it. 
So the only reason I can think it's getting away with it is how light the Hoonicorn is. Uh, it's just a chassis with a it's, body put yeah, on. it's roughly about 1,600 kilos. And when you consider it's got a V8 twin turbos and four-wheel drive, that's fairly light. What's that, 1,600 kilos? Just a slightly heavy Mark V Golf? Yeah, maybe a Mark... Well, 13, 13 or 1,400 is a Mark V, isn't it? Aye, so an R32, maybe slightly more. Yeah. yeah. And put 1,400 horsepower into it. Yeah, that'll no, be fun. No sweat, lad. And then... The Chevy, a, wasn't it a Chevy? That yeah, he went up against Chevy the most Nova. recent one? That was that was cool. It, it gave it a, a run for its money, like it did. I remember seeing Lee's face, and it puddles up the stats at the start, and it was like slightly less horsepower, rear wheel drive, and Lee was like, "Oh, this oh. thing is not going to do it." And so it I, that's what I was saying. Hooked. I was like, it "I've hooked. become such an armchair expert where I'm like watching it going, that's never going to win. Look at it; it's too heavy, and it's got fucking no four wheel drive, blah blah blah." And I'm like, "I already know what's going to happen." And then the Nova, like, it surprised me. I was like, it "Okay, so good yeah." For a non- Proper track, yeah, uh, yeah, no prep surface on it. It is a proper drag car. Did they prep the wheels? You know, don't think, uh, I, don't, I didn't see them do it. They could have had, but I didn't see them. On sticky, tires. Just, sticky just as a technical term, I don't know what you call that shit, but they put it over before a race and it looks really good. I think the it's a tire softener, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the tires, tires on it were just huge, the tires are about four foot wide, yeah. Like there's a lot of rubber there, yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's one of their best series in a long time. It's, it, in, it's in conjunction with Forza, isn't it? Yes, I. I think they were saying a lot of people were racing the Hoonicorn in Forza against other things, and then this came about. The savagery of the Hoonicorn is just... What I can't work is, it's how it gets off the line, but it's not just an acceleration car, because it gets up the top end, and it just seems to pull again. It must be whatever way I the, swear, the gear is. I swear, every time it gets faster. You've said that, and then they said that as well. Yeah. I have a theory. I it's keep not, it up. It's not 1,400 brake horsepower. I don't think it is. I think it's two grand. You reckon? Mm-hmm. Well, you see, this is the thing, and Lee doesn't seem to catch this on. People come on and they're like, Donk Master, oh yeah, my car's 1,500 horsepower. And no, I, was I looking, do, I like I get that, and he has NOS and whatever. Like, but but I, I'm looking at going, there's no way he's going to come on and say exactly what he has. Not a chance. Yeah, but and the Hoonicorn fucking smoked him. Yeah, but the Hoonicorn... And I not. mean, Donk Master... But who? Yeah, but like because <laughs> his donks will be twice the weight, and yeah, I know and that's because I said that at the start when they put up the stats. I was like, not a fucking chance, son. He's also turning about four tonne like, wheels. Oh no, no, he's he's more than what yeah, he's he saying, will. and it doesn't even matter. He could have twice what he's saying, and he would still have got smoked. What are they run thirties or something stupid? Or I can't, I don't actually know. I wouldn't like to say, but it's something stupid like that. And the problem is, those donks are running on street tires too. So the rubber band oh, profile, and they're not running. Yeah, so they're trying to get that through it. It's crazy. It's just whatever they can get onto them. Um, and then on a side note to that, the Gymkhana 11 was dropped, which is Travis Pastrana driving. Travis so Pepperoni. Yep. Travis Pepperoni. That's very good. Yeah. <laughs> El Pepperoni. His face throughout the whole thing. He just looks terrified. That thing you said earlier on, what was it Scott yeah. said? Scott was on a, the Smoking Tire podcast and he says the best YouTube comment he had actually seen about it was said that Travis Pastrana is not only the driver but he's also the passenger. His face is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's he's like he like, didn't ever, read the ever, script. Do you ever get in with a guy and you just go, I'm going to die? Well, He's both he's, those people. He's both. <laughs> it's like you know what in the Fast and the Furious where they hit the NOS and then they look really surprised. They're like, oh, "This is like, him. oh no, this has happened!" And you're like, you, "It's your car." Yeah, you know what it does. It's an eight hundred and something horsepower new shape and Prezza. Yeah, full prep thing. It's it's crazy. the The most mental part there's the part where he drops the wheel off, you know, off the side of the dock as he's drifting. But that 
the jump, 150 mile an hour jump. My God. And Crazy. I kind of thought what you'd initially said, Nigel, was there's no way they'd done that at 150 yeah. mile an hour. And again, Scotto said that. He was like, we wouldn't affect that. He says, there's nothing more lame than faking the speed of something. Plus, what makes it even more nuts is they've done it four times. They must have done progressive speeds because they wouldn't have just went, let's try 150 mile an hour because yeah, build it up. the car could have flipped. Well, you know what he said was as well that if you look at the shot and pause it, the underside of the car has no uh, arrow. So they took the arrow off. What they're afraid of happening was when they got up at that kind of speed into the air, they basically they're catching it like a sail and flipping the car yeah. over. So like that famous... Uh, yeah, the crash at Le Mans, was Le Mans, it? Yeah. yeah. So they were afraid of that happening. So what they did was they stripped the arrow to let, try and get some kind of drag onto it to let it come back down. But it's some balls to do that. That's all in Travis's hometown. That's it, yeah. So they basically closed Annapolis and went to town <laughs> on it, essentially. It's uh, And the end scene in Stranoland at his house... Even the Nitro Circus guys, the, the kids, the kids. Oh, honestly, it's well worth a watch. Like, and people complain. I've probably said in the past too, but it's not done in one take and blah blah blah. But it's life's like, not perfect. Yeah, with here, do, do you go to the cinema and watch something and go, well, they didn't shoot this hour and a half film in one take? You know, it is what it is. It's Hollywood. That, that just made me think about going to Disneyland there, random, but. There's a live action motorsport display in one of the backstages. It's this in America, is it? They do it in Euro Disney as well. Um, but them guys, they're doing that, I guess, four or five shows a day. Uh-huh. I think I've seen it about four or five times. I've never seen a mistake made. Well, that's Butsy Butler was actually doing that in China before he before the coronavirus really kicked in and they got put or maybe out. I didn't notice there was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it probably is, and you just don't pick it up. But he was doing stunt driving at a theme park over in China. And he said it was fantastic. I think they had chargers he was talking about. And that was the last thing he did before China locked down completely then. Mm-hmm. But no, that'd be good fun. Because you're bound to be, if you're doing the same thing every day, it might get boring. But at the same time, you could also be perfecting it. You know, you get yeah. something or try and something slightly different and try and work it into the routine. Yeah, it'll do, no, it'll do Subaru no harm anyway, that, no, there's that a lot campaign. Of, a lot of Subaru heavy stuff in it, the new 2022, I think it is, uh, BRZ's in it, or 2021. Another thing Probably. I noticed was, Travis is a Red Bull athlete. He is. Ken Block is Mr. Monster. Yep. Hoonigan are doing this, mm, but there's... Just wondering what's going on there. Red Bull all over it. I don't know. I would say there was a lot of paperwork in the background, and... Mm. Has, you get this and we get that. Mr. Block signed a new contract, I'm sitting thinking. Oh, right, I... I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking outside the box. Maybe. Ken, Ken Box. Ken Box. Have you ever seen that video? Ken Box. I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a... There's basically oh, Ken Box. It's th- funny. <laughs> there's a parody of Jim Canna that is... Oh. The Drift Carts. YouTube? Have you seen it? No. Oh, it's... Basically, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's like the wee kind of drift slide carts. And there's like a box shape um, of... I think it's one of his earlier rally cars. And they basically do a test take of it. I'm just going with here. Yeah, it's so good. So, Ken Box, K-E-N-B-O-X, yep. on YouTube. Check out that, the latest Gymkhana 11 and... Ken Box. <laughs> Ken Box <laughs> and Hoonicorn uh, vs. the World. There's some Christmas viewing for you, folks. So, just before we went to, well, say our main topic, we're going to concentrate on a few listener questions that we didn't get to in the last episode because of quite a number of fantastic yeah, ones. I, I don't know what happens sometimes. Sometimes you put out a question request and you get you a get handful, three or four, 
last time we had a question. We got request, 40. It was like, Connor, we've got an awful lot of questions here. What do we do? <laughs> Are we that interesting? No. <laughs> I can answer that. Um, so before we move on to that, I'd like to take a second to talk about our sponsor, Reload Global. Reload Global are an enthusiast-owned company providing you with not only premium automotive apparel, but accessories such as garage banners, posters, stickers and air fresheners. They're Northern Ireland-based and are an official stockist for 8380 Labs in the UK and Europe. They help us make all this happen, so check them out at reload.global. So we'll move on to the listener questions then. As I say, we have a lot to go through. There's some cracker questions here, so... Hopefully we'll do the justice. Not, not like crackers, but like just very good. <laughs> Am I going to have to cut that bit out? Gio has got banned off a forum for yes, saying cracker before. He did. We just remember that. <laughs> that was 10 years ago. We're less liberal now. or more liberal. I don't know what the fuck we are. Um, so the first one then is Madden6265. And he says... What do you think of the current car scene compared to seven or nine years ago? This is something I think about a lot. Lee and I have actually talked about this before. I don't know about you, Nigel, but I don't know if it's like a generational thing or what. See that kind of like 09 to 2011 kind of thing? For me, that was peak car scene. And I don't know if it was because of our age. We were kind of like, you know, mid-university, not really many cars in the world. Everybody was just kind of going to shows, hanging out, building cars. And I don't really know if it was the car scene or if it was just our life at that time but everything just kind of i look back to those times but like yeah that was everything that was, was better then yeah it's weird but do you not think i'll stick wagon wheels when you're a kid you thought wagon wheels were great and now they're crap probably I that's still a strange like analogy a jammy wagon wheel. we address all the good issues here Lee. we yeah. do well what do you think it's going well Connor, it is <laughs> i feel like i'm trying to herd sheep and they're all drunk um well what do you think the car scene was better 10 years ago compared to now or was it better is the question directed ago? at here in general? Uh, it just says current car scene. Well, I looked at that question and I went, I, I thought of here. Uh-huh. And I th- compared to how many years ago? Uh, seven to nine. Say ten, roughly. Well, the way I, I just, I think the scene has improved in quality. It's definitely improved in quality. And I think I think that has been supplemented in part by the expansion of suppliers, you have black line. Yeah. You have detailers everywhere. There's more accessibility for people who maybe you have tuners. You have more tuners than you ever had before. Like, when I think back to 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, Daddy Knight. <laughs> when, I, when I think when I first started driving, you didn't need to tune your car. You had a super chips dealer yeah. in Northern Ireland. That was it. And it yeah. was mega money. Or you had McVicker in Drumbo. Who done tuning. Mm-hmm. And that was it. You wanted an interior done. You had to send off to England. Yeah, true. You wanted to buy suspension. It was 28 days. Postage out, yeah. Um, but that, that question's 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I, I don't want to blow trumpets here, but I think Dubshed helped push the scene a bit forward here. I could definitely did, yeah, because you look at the other shows that came off the back of Dubshed, not associated with Dubshed, but seeing what Dubshed done and then kind of going well why can't we do this for this scene or that yeah. scene yeah and I, kind I think, of, I think it, lo- it, it basically gave a lot of local guys something to focus on yeah what's the point there's nothing here now there was something to focus on mm-hmm. and they invested in their cars and gradually like you, you think of the cars back in 2010 to what you've got now there's a lot of cars that have 
came a long way. Yeah, even our own cars are kind of like that too. Like, you know, when you think about... But is that an age thing? Yeah, maybe because too. Because we were kids at university. We had no money, blah, blah, blah. And we were looking at the likes of you guys, you know, you and Gethin and well, old, slightly older than us, but obviously in a job and had money. And we were looking at you and VR now we're kind of... We're the older people who have a bit of money to spend and can do more with our cars. And you wonder, are the, you know, the kids, the 18 year old kids now coming looking at our cars going, oh, one day I'll have a car like that. Probably not, because all I have is a rusty Jetta sitting in the driveway. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, it is. There's so many different ways you can look at it. Like, a, I think there's a heavy Japanese influence now. Yeah, that, that kind of comes and goes, doesn't it? It's kind of rotates. That's the trendy right. thing now, the Japanese, the drift thing. And, it'll, and I, let me tell you something. I love the old school job stuff. Don't get me wrong, um, but there's there's certain aspects of it where I'm just like going, just just put a bit of quality into it. Yeah, well, I was saying that when you look at it too. I've thought that way too, and I've but said it before. Look at some of the stuff, the Volkswagen the stuff too. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's it's, two it's sides rough. of the coin, I suppose. Like. It is weird, but I do. I think a lot of that's a nostalgia thing. You know, you kind of look back and go, well, "Those were the good days." And rose tinted glasses. I don't know you, but if you are that age, if you're in around your early twenties, those are the prime years of your life. Don't miss them. <laughs> I blinked and I was thirty. That's crazy. Yeah. So S fourteen. Did we answer that question or just waffle? No, I think we waffled, but I think we can't really answer it. Stick I'm not here. What's the meaning of life? What's ten years in the car seem to be like? Exactly. <laughs> I think one's as hard answer as the yeah. other. Um S fourteen OCP, Simon. He says, what rules do you have for your car, i.e. no smoking, no eating? No smoking for me, but then I don't smoke anyway, so. No smoke, no poke. Yeah, well, that's it. No diesels either. Main rule is don't break down. That's always good, yeah. <laughs> um, I can't have no eating because, as I have probably mentioned before, I You'd... kind of live in my car and then... My diet is basically anything that I can eat with my left hand while driving. So why you have an automatic? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's mainly cheeseburgers and crisps. Yeah. No. Oh, following on from this, we talked about Christmas presents, and I mentioned uh, the little like phone holder thing for the cup holder. Well, I found one better. It's a cup holder fry holder, and it's shaped like a certain. Uh, red and yellow cardboard uh, chip holder. <laughs> McDonald's chips. <laughs> and it's that shape and you put your chips in it and then you don't like end up with chips all over the floor. Mankind is doomed. And I was just like, yes, I'm going to need one of those. So Thank that, you. That answers Simon's question that you do eat in the car then? Yes. Did, I mention, the, did I mention in the last episode that you're an influencer now? Apparently so. Your suggestions made somebody buy... Speed Champions Lego thing after you suggested it. Who was it you? Some brother. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> they are good, to be fair. I, I get suggestions and run commentary on the podcast from my brother. That's good. You know, so. Your harsh is Hi, Mark. I know your name now. Nigel's um, brother, no more. <laughs> no, my cars get used for car purposes. Even the stuff I build, detective shows, they get used and abused. And if you get wrecked, you fix them. If they get dirty, you clean them. That kind of thing. So. It is. I just don't like smoking because it just gets into everything. Depends what car you get into, man. Um, it's just a bit of respect, really. That's it. Yeah. Get in my car. You're free to fart because I fart, but you know, don't be spilling stuff on. No, don't be pouring juice all over the place. Marking or ripping stuff, you know that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. Next one, then we have 
Carter Angus underscore. He says, what's your opinion on Feldspec Boras? Few and far between these days, I'm going to say. Yeah. Like, I couldn't tell you really the last time I saw one. No, I'm that against The force is strong in Cumber. The the Felters have gone to BMWs and and such now. There's big five series strength. There is, yeah. I, um, yeah, as the struggle of a non-Felter in a Bora, the struggle is real. I get Feldspec Boras. Are you just... Thinking I need Alfords in this right now. No, or I'm RS6. I, I'm do you know that kid yeah, that's like CB aerial. You're trying to like like just, Grassman stickers. What do you want for Christmas? Color? No, I'm going the total opposite. I'm trying to like be the anti felt. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna fit this R32 exhaust. I'm not lowering it. You know, I'll don't, lower don't, it. Don't deny your truth, Connor. Nope. <laughs> and I get I meet guys in the road and these fucking reeky boras and they're waving at me and I'm like, don't wave at me. I'm not one of you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, the Mark IV scene. One of us. One of us. The, the Mark IV seems strong for the felt like, but no, I haven't seen too many boras. They're that cheap red, now. The red low collective bora is like the ultimate anti-felt. It, it did, yeah. A guy oh. won it in a... And then he just broke it. Yeah, he broke that it. That was sad. But that was it. Like, what are you going to do with it? Nathan ranted a bit in Facebook. He did. But here. here. You, you got, got the money, money. for it. Well, That's well, it. Move on. There's not much you can do, like. They are a fine looking car, Abora. Like, done, done right. well, they are cool. That's the thing. This country, there were so many rough ones and badly done ones. When there was a good one, it looked great. Do you know what the most frustrating thing is? OEM Plus is not hard to achieve, Abora. No. A good OEM Plus look. Um, Michael Hughes' old silver one. And Gavin's. Yeah. yeah. Gavin's one, too. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Um, Cole Tweed, Colin Tweed, he says, since it's close enough to the new year what are the plans for 2020 car wise 2021 i'm 2021 assuming. <laughs> i'm going back to 2020 is that what happens when it strikes midnight we'll go back a year we're going back it's, it's groundhog year groundhog we have to go year. back i'm out <laughs> um yeah i'm just going to try and well once we get this garage up try and work with them just again get the cars on the road my yeah. poor little jetta <sighs> you're bringing the tone down here lee i am be cheery yay there we go. keep drinking what would you just continue to work away at them? Plan is to get the Mark One out. I love that little car. Yep, it's so yeah. cute. If things I sort of think, oh, I might do that, and then I just go, no, it's a good wee stock car. Do it, butcher it, ruin it. Don't do it. Don't do it, Nigel. Andy Maxwell would probably stab me. I'll protect you. So Mark One's coming out. Cradle goes static. Question mark over the distant thirty. As in, just like the timeline of when it'll be done, kind of thing. The distant thirty. Oh, the distant 30. Sorry. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Who knows with that? I don't know what the plan is with that, really. Yeah. Thing, I was just talking to Andy this morning. Like, I, Normally, when I get to work properly in cars, and, and with the help of Andy and Robin and all the rest of it, is over Christmas or yeah. you know, stuff like that. So the winter, this winter was meant to, meant to be, get stuck in the distant one. The Mark 6 is coming in now to get that engine swap. So that is basically put the distant one... You're the you've the same problem we have too many cars. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's not, not a enough problem. time. It is no, it really is. Nope. it is when they're all lying outside and you can't work on them. The only problem I have with the number of cars is it's not enough. It's too low. <laughs> <laughs> I have two cars in mind that I want. You if I do get rid of this in thirty, work towards them. We'll see. Very good. AJMVW Andy Maxwell himself. He says, "Are we going to be able to attend shows next year?" I'm seeing car shows summer 21. Yeah, hopefully so. I think it'll be based more outdoor. An interesting thing was, uh, 
follow a couple of pages from down south. I forget what it was, but it was the basically a confederation of trade exhibitions. Where basically moving forward, they have different in England. They have tiers. Oh yeah, yeah. We don't have five steps down south, and basically mass trade exhibitions can exist in trade in step one and step two down south, and they basically okay that. So as long as that doesn't change all the around the time. So there is hope, basically. Yeah, well, hopefully so. so uh, Our killer here is we don't really get the weather for it, so. Yeah, but hopefully so. I think next year. The early parts of this summer next year, I think, will be more outdoor based anyway. If it goes, happy it is. Um, Andy again, he says, "What's your favorite car film?" Mine is probably Gone in sixty seconds. I think we'll probably come back to this. Yeah, in a proper episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely, we'll do a topic on it. Mine is either it never changes. Gone in sixty seconds is up there, or the first Fast and the Furious. I watched again. Tokyo Drift. It's actually a uh, good Mine oh. is Tokyo Drift. No, I don't agree with you. Gone in 60 no. seconds, great. Original Fast and the Furious, great. Tokyo Drift, it's so cheesy. But it's cheesy but as it's good. it's so good. Hang on, these are both Volkswagen people. Yeah. The Turan. The Hulk Turan. Burn it. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> burn it. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Shall we word say. Well, but yeah, just, we'll definitely come I, back to that. I just noted, here's a list of uh, films that I rate as my favorite car films: mm-hmm. Mac, Mad Max One and Two, yeah, the original is male, yeah. Rush, it's the Hunt Look, uh, Nicky Lauda story. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah, very, that was good. Those, yeah. very good film. Have you seen Ford versus Ferrari yet? Lee hasn't. I, I have. Haven't. I haven't. It's because Prime are looking twelve ninety nine to watch it. No, suck a dick. Well, I paid less no, than that. <laughs> <laughs> I paid less than that to go watch it in the cinema. Um, like I was sitting one night and I was going, I want to watch a nice film. I think I've watched all the sci-fi films that Netflix and Amazon have to offer. Yeah. That, that's my jam. Yeah. And I just went, right, Ford vs. Ferrari. Click through, click through. Twelve ninety nine. Do we have that on DVD? No. No, I was going to say we've got to lend you it. Flip. Maybe it's, illegal. Well, I'll probably have to watch it legally now. But so. Terrible. But no, it, it's a good show. It's well worth it. Gone in 60 seconds without a doubt. I've watched that many times. It's one of them films where you can... It's so cheesy and... But it's just... The cast and it's great. The music's good. The cars, cars are, are cool. Class. The chases are good. It's just a full Hollywood. Here's cars that are awesome. And it's peak Nicholas Cage. He's so good. Yeah. He's so bad, he's good. <laughs> but a, a, a cinema... Cinema? Cinematic? Good good stuff like that. Yeah. Good, <laughs> good, good pictures that move. Yes. Uh, it's been, uh, it actually is a decent film. Even yeah. If you don't like cars. No, it is. It's, it's a good storyline. It's just that kind of yeah. semi-cheesy, but pretty good film. Thing. Yeah. yeah. We've mentioned Fast and Furious. Uh, I like Fast and Furious 1. Is Toby Drift 2 or 3? Three? 3. 3. 2 is horseshit. Two is it is awful. Really bad. They, they like tripled the budget or something and it just got worse. Yeah. There's one scene where they come out of this warehouse because they're chasing these cars the overhead to get shot. the police and you're just going well that's a crock of shit yep oh it's terrible that the CGI the CGI racing the pink, goodness me the pink flames out of the pink S2000 you know you're just like what's going on here they kind of lost their way a big time with that but then they pulled it, it back with Tokyo Drift and then they ruined it with all the rest of them after that yeah yep well done my favourite from I'm old so years ago Smoggy and the Bandit series we yeah. did awesome. Yeah, we did talk about that as well. Cannonball films. Yeah. Awesome. Here's one for you, the transporter. Yeah, they're good. They're so cheesy too. Yeah, the transporter. But is that a car film? 
Well, it's heavily it's based a around film the car. that has a cool car in it. But it's heavily. But is it a car film? Well, then. Days is it a th- film about cars? Days of Thunder. I have never seen Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder's class. I haven't seen it either. No. Ritzy Brown, one of our listeners, has that on every format available because every year Stefan buys it for him in a different format, just as a like running joke. DVD, VHS, Betamax, Blu ray, everything you name it, he <laughs> has it. Man. He probably he probably has the original sign. The audiobook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you can't talk about car films and not talk about uh, Talladega Nights. Oh my! Oh, why did we? I not? didn't even think of Talladega Nights. The Nights. invisible fire. It was like Groton when he jumped out over the barrier, flapping himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's something we'll definitely come back to. Yeah, definitely. We'll focus on that. It's good. We'll give ourselves a month to watch all these films, and we'll do it. Then I watch those films all the time. Anyway, <laughs> we just constantly watch the same films. I watched um, Sniper repeatedly. Mark Wahlberg. I haven't actually watched it. I wanted to, and then I took it off. Um, you shot my dog. That dot silver dot wagon, most valued tool in your collection slash toolbox for those who work on their own cars. Mine for that would be anything that I've made myself. You know when you're trying to do something and there's like a specialist Volkswagen tool and you make it, or like I've cut down sockets and reground the shape of them to fit for doing like strut tops and things like that and I've done them like 10 years ago and I still have them and you just kind of think to yourself well I made that myself and didn't have to pay any money for it for something that you use occasionally cool I like that that's why I would buy a lot of cheaper tools even that you don't mind chopping about or messing about with yeah I I have three socket sets my blue point one yep. which is like the good don't mug about with yep and then I have two others that you can hammer stuff happens I have a few of my dad's old tools, which are obviously like sentimental value. And uh, other than that, my new Milwaukee's, even though I haven't even used them yet, I'm like, have it down my impact gun. I'm looking at them in the box going, they're so sexy. Impact gun is one of the best things you could buy yourself. I I used to keep my uh, Milwaukee in a box and go, oh, there you go, my darling. (laughs) And then it was just to the point where this has to be used. Yeah, it gets thrown across. It's well Um, used. Impact gun. A general good socket set. Yeah. I think a good jack is very yeah. important. Yeah, that's true. And axle stands. Yeah. Yeah. Not... Yeah. Like, you're going to be lying under it. You want that thing well supported. I've done it before. Stupid shit. Like, I've... I had... think it was a phase I went through. And every couple of months, I just bought a set of two. Yeah. Bought a set of two. Good ones, you know. Yeah. Just a, to have. I had a Mark II follow me once. It wasn't nice. That's not good. No. I think it was me and Patty. We were working on it and it rolled like it fell off and we basically like literally just rolled out of the way of it it was scary times happens quite quicker or, sorry it happens a lot quicker than you what you, you would imagine yeah jim underscore yearly he says what's the best thing you've ever found in the scrapyard and don't say the exit a newsflash i got a message last week from a ford enthusiast who basically said um such and such a scrapyard is having a new old stock clear out right so Went to the scrapyard and came across a patch of fag stuff. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it was basically lights. Oh, very good. And it was mainly E30 and E9 right. stuff. Mm. And then I got a box of Mark II stuff. Very good. Here's stuff I got hard to get in scrapyards now. Yeah, it, I think it was 20 items. He'd done a good deal and all the rest of it. And it was good because I got talking to the fellow that owns the scrapyard. He's about 15 miles from here. Mm-hmm. 
and I actually built up a good relationship with him and I talked to him and you ever get any GTIs and stuff like that and give him a shout and he gave me his card he says yep no bother blah 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 happy so, it is it's good to have contacts I got yeah because I'm I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I used to go around scrapyards all the time. I loved it, yeah. It was yeah. 20 years ago, my favourite hobby was going to scrapyards, and you just can't walk around scrapyards. That's the to. problem. It's the health and safety thing now, where a lot of them, they just won't let you do it. Yeah. But he he was happy enough walking around me. Once he sort of... Knows you're not an arsehole. He summed me out, and I'd bought stuff. Yeah. And he, he was actually, at one point, he had just got a... I think it was 2015 GTI, and he goes, oh, I'm selling that there if you're interested in all. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, a very good price, but I would have to get you for it, obviously. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never buy anything from a scrap man. <laughs> what about you, Lee? Uh, my BBSs for the Nova came from a scrapyard. That's right, yeah. They were, I want to say they were on a G, they're optional on a G40 Polo. They're, do you know the, the standard VR6 wheels, the later VR6 wheels? Yep. They're, they're like those, but in 14s. 14s and 4 stud. I have a funny feeling they might have came on some Polos or Passats back then. Yeah. Yeah, but we we did know at the time, I can't remember, but you yeah. had them on the Nova and they looked quite cool. I think you paid, what, about £80 for them? Yeah, maybe less. Which is pretty good. Um, Got sort of Caro's once in the scrapyard. That's good. Yeah. You not get them now, I would say. Mm-mm. Me, for scrapyards, most of the crazy stuff I found was actually in Holland. We do with work. We do a wee bit of work in Holland, and one of the, one of the hotels we stay in, literally about a two minute walk away, is this crazy, like a, a quite a large scrapyard, and everything. It's all concrete, and they must like have a, some kind of sweet, uh, street sweeper because it's perfectly clean. You can walk around it, and everything's all stacked, and all the Volkswagens are together, and the group, all the Polos, all the Mark Fours, all, and there's so many Mark Threes, Mark Twos, because all that stuff lasts longer there, you know, the better weather. And I think it was last year, I was over for MIVW, and I'd been hooking around it, and then Jamie Orr was building the 6M Polo Harlequin, and we went back to it, and we just stripped loads of stuff, and there was loads of stuff that I wanted, like window seals for Mark 3s and stuff that the guys were like, they just would have gave you to take, but I, I couldn't get, get them home. I just couldn't get, I hadn't a big enough suitcase, so I kind of said the next time I was going over, I was going to bring a bigger suitcase and fill it, and then coronavirus hit and we haven't been anywhere, so yeah. that put a stop to that. S14 OCP again, he says, what's the best thing about each one of your cars? Your your interior? Yeah, it's not even in the car yet, but yeah, my interior. Your engine and the Jetta. That, yeah, that was what I was going to pick. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And my own car, probably... The Pegasi. Done. I think the, the Edition 1 interior. Oh, the oh indi- I do like that. The navy. It's kinda, absolutely mint. It is lovely. It's so rare. Yeah. The fact that that thing's so clean is ridiculous. Like Anthony underscore M85, he says... He's not going to say, what do you like about each other, no? About each other? I don't like anything, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in your cars. <laughs> well, you picked for us and you were right. All right, okay, there you go. <laughs> Would you not agree that he was Sorry. right? I like... I like the Prosecco. 24 valve like Bora. <laughs> she loves the 24 valve, my Bora. I really do. She loves the Bora more than I love the Bora. Remember the Mark IV I had, the silver one? Yes, the 4Motion. Regret. You see, that's why I never... I had this real thing where I wanted to get rid of the Bora. And then it was sort of niggling at me going, there's not a whole lot of these. I'm going to regret this. And then I kind of build it up in my head. I was like, right, I'm getting rid of it. I'm getting a Mark V. And then Lee comes along. I like the Bora. And then I felt really bad and I kept it. I do like the Bora. See? <laughs> do you know what uh, has sort of 
made things worse mm-hmm. as such. Um, the fellow bought it off me. I'm friends with him on Facebook. He has invested money and time into it. Excellent. It was originally bought for a conversion. Oh, right, yeah. He loves it that much. He has bought suspension. He has rebushed it. Well, that's the plans for mine as well. Is and he lives sort of mid-Scotland, so useful this time of year. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, definitely. I think he's just... Because he had a Land Rover before. Now, he has Mark Three VR6 and stuff like that. But I think he's just sort of went, I can probably do the snow adventures in this. Yeah, they're a very capable car in the yeah. snow. The Haldex is a wee bit funny. It's a bit twitchy. Yeah, but I think once you get used to it and you kind of get the note, it's, it can be fun. There's been a few Tokyo Drift moments in the world, like, which is kind of weird to see it borrow doing, but it's fun. You know, it sort of remind me a wee bit. I, I took it out and had the R32 and I had the 4Motion and it sort of reminded me of an E46. Just that sort of... Yeah, the way it snaps out. twitches. You just yeah. have to be ready for it. Yeah, it's not something you want to say. Like if you like a quarter will just go drift. Yeah, perfectly. Or the Haldex will go, oh, there's grip. Yep, there's slight delay and if it feels grip at all, it wants to swap ends. Yeah. Anthony underscore M85, he says, what car should be brought back as a resto mod, i.e. like the Stinger? That's a good question. And I wonder, did it come from, do you remember a few years back, there was a company doing that with the, they'd done the render of the green... Lancia Integrale, the that kind of modernized it with modern lights and modern interior and things like that. I think it was like bigger, more modern version of the original wheels. Do you see it? No, I didn't know. No, it's quite a cool idea of, of like basically keeping the kind of standard shape of the car, but kind of bringing it up into modern times. From that question I took, I basically thought a Mark II running RS3 and Haldex. Yeah, see so that would or, be cool. To flip things a bit, Tesla oh, drive Yeah, so that would be cool. But that wouldn't really. One, I think one that would suit it in the Volkswagen camp would be the likes of a, a rally. Now, I'm not a big fan of a Mark II rally, to be honest. But if you had the likes of that with the maybe an RS3 drivetrain, you know, update the interior a bit more and kind of just give it like they run quite small. What did they run? 15s back then? 15 Sebrings. Yeah. yeah. Bump them up a bit, you know, that kind of thing, and bring it into the more modern times. I, I remember back at the end of, or mid 2000s, the end of 2000, there's so many rallies. They just ditched the G60 engine. Oh, yeah. And just went straight 20 valve turbo. And they were cheap. <sighs> I, 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 four I or five remember grand. discussing with a fella, I was, it was Portsmouth. It was the time I bought the Corrado VR6, uh-huh. the 24 valve one of Jim. Renshaw. Uh, uh, Jamie? No. Is it Jamie Renshaw, is it? Jay Renshaw. Jay Renshaw. About two weeks before that, I was in serious discussions with a, a about a rally with an S3 engine in it in Portsmouth. That would have been a better buy. Yeah. <laughs> a better investment anyway. But that was, what money was in that? I think, I think back then the money on that was six and a half or seven. Yeah, they weren't a big money car and now they're making, what, 30 something? Well, more original ones. But A quarter pound is a thousand pound for one now. Yeah, imagine getting that damn <laughs> sideswipe or some granny. And that's there. the weak point on the rot. Yep. At the quarter pound. Never mind somebody driving into them. Yeah. Anything you would pick, Lee? Quattro. Quattro. Mm. Yeah. Qua- what are you What are you on drive train? Quattro. <laughs> Joe be cool on that? Just, I would just be like, the way it was then, but like... More modern running gear. Modern... Uh, you know RS5 footery bits <laughs> yeah that'd be cool the turbo? The, the early ones was a 4.2 V8 and then the later ones was a I want to say a 2.9 turbo 
and four wheel drive as well. Something like that and an old quattro like that thing would shift. Yes, please. And again, more modern. It, this question puts me in mind of remember what Gas Monkey did to the F fifty or the F forty? Mm-hmm. Slightly more modern lights, you know, trying to bring it into the modern times with it. Oh, it's so good at it. Yeah. That's cool. The Very quattro good. I think you'd have to stick with a five cylinder though. Ah, uh, well, well then again, R S three. R S three. Yeah. Tune the hell out of it. Yeah, the, the guy... I, I'd be totally, totally down with that. Yeah, that that would be cool. Anything you would pick in particular? Mark II. Mark II, yeah. No, that's a strong choice. S20 GVN. Gavin, he says, thoughts on Tesla's new 2021-2022 model S plaid mode? Uh, 0 to 60 in sub 2 seconds and upwards of 1,100 horsepower. Right. Let's address something, first of all. <laughs> Let's address something, first of all, when Lee wakes up from her snooze. Plaid. Do you know what that's about? Is that not tartan? No, we yes. Yeah, but yes. the whole thing comes... Because the first... When I seen that question, I just went, what does that mean? And then I googled it. And it's tartan twill. Yeah, no, plaid mode is like their... It's another version, like their ludicrous mode. And it comes from... Spaceballs, the movie. Have you Spaceballs? Ah, yeah, so Elon's a super nerd. Yeah, <laughs> that's where it comes from. It, it's looking into it. It's kind of a weird nerdy thing. My question is, where does it end? Right, well, not the sixteen less than two seconds. Can you get to zero seconds? We're talking whiplash soon. Yeah, that'll be good. You'll have flight suits that on. Aerosmith roller coaster that we went on. Yeah. at Disneyland. It's like that. It does like zero to sixty and something silly like that, yeah. and it's just like total stop to like bang. And, well, which, like, don't get me wrong, I love speed because you know I do. But other than the initial wow, it's like okay, it's still a boring, quiet, dull electric motor, and who gives a fuck? But is it boring if you're doing ridiculous speed on it? Anything? Yes. Any time I ever watched anybody getting on a Tesla the first time, they're just laughing. I yeah. Yeah, like don't get me. But it's a bit like. Like you've always said about twin cams, they're fun for about the first 15 minutes. And, and then, then you're like, I'm bored. And I just imagine, yeah, an electric car, it's like instant power, instant this, blah, blah, blah. It's fast. It's whatever. But then you're like, yeah, I'm bored. I'd really love to there's it. no engagement. There's no engagement. There's no, like, how many times have I said there's more fun in driving an underpowered petrol to oh, its limits? limits. Than there is James May driving a big. Theory. He said the same, didn't he? Yeah. You said that for years, Lee. Like a did Nova you, were on you a before James May, were you? <laughs> My Nova on a back road versus a fucking McLaren Senna on a track. I know which one I'd pick every day. Yeah. Awesome technology. <laughs> awesome par, awesome car, but. Yeah. I definitely want to get a run on something like that to see. Oh, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I want to experience it. But I'm like, I'm one of these nerds at the airport who's sitting on the plane on the runway going, waiting for takeoff, because I just love that thrust oh. of being yeah. pushed back into your seat. I was never on a jet-propelled plane until I was 25. And I'll never forget the first time that yeah, it came on. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. You're just like, wow. But like, if you did it over and over and over, and you'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm... I'm done now. Um, 138k it is, the plaid apparently. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a serious 139. one. That's so a, that's way pissed, off. How pissed off will you be if 
Tesla goes past you and your McLaren. Yeah, that's going to annihilate anything like that, to be fair. As much as we aren't fans of them, you can't deny what they're doing. FF Metalworks, Dennis, he says, What happened to people scared to learn new things and becoming complacent about how much things cost and not wanting to learn things for themselves? So something we had actually discussed before, he and I, about kind of like a, a dying breed of people who actually want to just get stuck into their own cars and attempt things and do things. And I think it kind of falls into the category of like, yeah, you know, you can do it yourself, but do you have the equipment? But then do you have the balls to buy some of the equipment and do it? And it's cost you less or the same, but you then you have the equipment to do something again. You know, it's... You could look at it that way, but you also could look at it that technology has advanced so much that like 20 years ago you could work on a car yeah and it wouldn't be too advanced now it's just some cars there's maybe 15 ecus oh yeah, yeah. control models through them. <laughs> it's just it's crazy yeah so um, there's other aspect of it too i've always been a big one for self-proclaimed diy hero like you know anything i'll attempt it like the only thing i didn't attempt on my car was the interior again don't have a sewing machine and it's one thing that i think you can't get away with not doing a perfect job on i would still love to try it but i wouldn't oh, have done it in my car on that topic your friend my golf is, is low yes oh my goodness the interior next to him yeah <laughs> uh nick is the, the nick blows me out of the water when it comes to diy hero mode like but he's basically i give that a go oh by the way I can I'm do it. I'm awesome yeah. at it. Yeah. Nick is, <laughs> Don't mind me over here. Just yeah. being awesome. <laughs> He's He built that Mark II top to bottom. Like it's, that man, why he doesn't have a full... Well, I think he's sort of branched out into... Good. Think, yeah, into interiors and bits and pieces like that, which is great to see because if you can make it work from fair play to him, it's, uh, the car scene needs more people like that. Yeah, definitely. Ahmed O'Leary, 93, he says, what are you getting for Christmas? I'm getting Aston Martin four pop Brembo's and that's it for many years. <laughs> <laughs> that so sounds th- good. Those will be going on his VRS, I would imagine. Mm. My wish list is uh, engine components for CCZ engine rebuild, which is a Mark 6 GTA engine. Oh, yes. <laughs> Tensioners <laughs> and a service kit. <laughs> um, well, I think Black Friday basically cleaned me out for the Bora, all the bits, timing chains, bushes, burns, I think we spoke about in the last episode. Yeah. It's a dry Christmas, put it like that. <laughs> Jaxi Hanrahan, he says, of any modern race series, which would you drive in? I initially thought WRC, but when I had a wee think about it, I would like to do the rally cross they do in America. You know, the, like the short, a bit like the special stages they do here in a, an arena, kind of short circuit type stuff. I like that. Is it a bit like Race of Champions? Yeah, that kind of thing. I like that. Do they still do that? I'm not sure. Have you ever seen Race of Champions? I think I have. They took all like the X Games guys and just threw them into like R8s to race. And I think it was a period of WRC where it was the British Championship as well, where the Super Stage mm-hmm. it was like this arena type event. It was a big deal. It was the most exciting part of the rally. Yeah, sometimes. Well, that's what I like about the the rally cross in America. It's kind of into that. It's like short circuit against two cars against each other, known like kind of mirrored tracks. That famous video of uh, McRae against. Was it Ken Block or was it Pastrana he was against? And he rolls the car mid-race. That kind of thing. I like that. I think it was Block. I'm not, it's years ago now. But such, he just gets out and he's laughing like... <laughs> oh, I wrecked another car. Yeah. <laughs> it's grand. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, Dakar. Again, going back to the last episode. But... That would be tough work. That, 
It would. I mean, I'd love to do it in, you know, like one of the trophy trucks or the bowlers or, you know, something like that. Like a bigger off-roader. Yeah. And just, or a Tuareg, obviously. Because, you know, I know I don't have the strength and stamina to do it on a bike oh, I, I just know i know my limits i just i know i'm not even anywhere close pulled out of you oh, yeah destroyed yeah for me i think it would probably be the irish rally championship that'd be good yeah i used to follow the irish rally championship years ago with my father and continued to you know in the 20s and all the rest of it and some of the rallies are Fantastic. Galway yeah. Rally. The yeah. Rally of the Lakes. Sargon Ireland. Well, it's not as great as it used to be. Like, it used to be mental. Ulster Rally. The tarmac stages in this country are phenomenal. The thing for me was when international drivers, occasionally international drivers would come over maybe a week before a big event and mm-hmm. they'd just go, this this is mad. This is... Because the, they're so narrow, the roads. It's a bit like the TT. You know, it's that um, like the local enthusiasm for it. Everyone's out for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that, that would appeal to me a lot. Yeah. I think another one for me even would be touring cars. BTCC. BTCC. It's, yeah. I fell, I was I'm never just into. not a track I, person. I wasn't until... 90s BTCC was peak well, circuit I, racing. I wasn't until I went to see it at Knock Hill and just fell yeah. in love with it. BTCC, out of them all, is probably one of the most entertaining track type races. Are you When you think of track racing being born, do you think of like superbikes? Superbikes, F1, meh, NASCAR, driving around in a circle, <laughs> snore. Oh, There's Richie Brown lost as a listener. Sorry, Richie. <laughs> I think NASCAR isn't so popular because you can go there, spend the day, get full. Yeah, just get yeah. drunk. That, that's not a bad thing, but as a technical, uh, I'm sure American guys would say, shut your mouth, but... It's a lot of skill. Turn though, left. But those guys are doing that at 200 plus mile an hour. Turn left more. <laughs> turn left faster is that what you're saying <laughs> um, Kerpak Cars she says favourite type of OEM and aftermarket wheel I think we touched on this on an earlier episode yeah I'm gonna go Turbo Max yep I do love a Turbo Max I like throwing stars yeah the M5 the mm. older M5 wheels like Chevy Berettas Chevy Berettas <laughs> sorry changed my mind Chevy Berettas and Turbo Max on a Mark 3 Yes. No. What about you, Nigel? OZ Pegasus. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love those two. We oh, am. They're so. I love anniversary Mark Four wheels. Yeah, the RCs. Sabrings as well are nice on a Mark Two. Do you know what? Same OEM wheels at the minute on most cars. They're awful. The latest GTI wheel is horseshit. Yeah, I think we talked about Fucking black inserts and diamond cut faces do you not can want to suck a dick. Do you not want to sell your car? Why have you put turd wheels on it? Yeah. I'd, but then, here's the thing. The latest RS6. See the poverty spec wheels? They mm-hmm. look awful. But you have to option up three grand to get the bling bling wheels. Yeah. And so it, it's... If tactical. you're paying that kind of money, they're probably going to go tactical. for the three grand. What was the wheels we saw at Titanic Dubs? And it was on a Mark 7, probably a 7.5. And they had like wee weird squares on them. Do you remember these? Thankfully not. <laughs> yeah. Wee weird squares. Oh my God. You may come back to me on that one. Where's Stefan? He would know what I'm talking this about. Is this the fourth dimension of that? This is strange to say 40 number plates again. <laughs> oh. I'll find them. I, I will report back next time on what they are because I'm intrigued and sorry to the guy that owns them because he obviously likes them and you know each their Squares. own but my goodness awful 
aftermarket for me. I think I know the wheel you're talking about. I think you do. I don't know what it is. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I can imagine it in my head. But to translate that to my memory banks. At the minute. No. 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 <laughs> uh, aftermarket for me, Workmeisters, which I believe is either the ones that Clark has on the uh, S14 or Connor. the other equivalent that look the same. They're so good. Connor's working on Markmeisters, isn't he? That's right, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Connor Olds is set as well for the BM, which is a, a, I thought it was a strange choice at the start, but I think it's going to look good. Clark's um, S14 on works looks. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. We, um, the Lugano's, Volkswagen Lugano's that you had on the... On, on the Sirocco. On the Sirocco. Yeah, really they nice. are nice, to be fair. Kirsten also says, if you had to choose an Audi RS, what would it be? Five. RS5? Yes. She's a massive RS5 fan. Really? Yep. Like, like round about 2018, bottle green. Sonoma green. Sonoma Adam, green. You know. Thanks, Adam. Uh, sexy. It's not something I would ever picture Liam, but yeah, she's a mad fan of them. There's a grey one you see around the shows and stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, I would go Amola Yellow b5 rs4 stuart's one is it stuart has it in scotland on the mag wheels that thing i like is how you guys finish each other's sentences so good. there <laughs> i would go silver silver silver's nice in silver too. silver no. i went silver snooze it's a slightly darker silver it looks so good. subtle i you was posted com- one i was coming back from uh clean fest i was in the c5 rs6 queuing for the boat to get on and the fellow that owns uh Macrofelt fag auto breaker or whatever. Okay. He was behind me. We got chatting and he has a tune to six hundred brake. The fellow <laughs> was in his fifties. Said he'd never sell it. Just an awesome looking car. To be You're- fair, you know me for an estate, RS four, RS six event, like yeah, but but no. Five. Yeah, I'm there. Very good. Yeah, I just forgot I posted one during the week. You did. The, the feedback Instagram was amazing. Piece. Yeah, everybody was on it. What's your but favorite estate car? That silver on those heads dropped. Yeah. It's that it's like almost like a dark silver. It looks good. I don't think it's a bad colour in a B five RS four. No, just bad engines. Yellow. Bad turbos. You like yellow? <laughs> no. It's just like yellow anything. Kirsten again, are you planning on buying anything for your cars for Christmas? If so, what? Ken touched on that as well earlier there. New house. We're buying a new house for them. We're yeah. going to put the garage up. <laughs> Buy them a new home. Proud parents. That's yeah. it. It's about as close as we'll get. Mine are getting nothing. <laughs> They've been bold. <laughs> the crowd have got new wheels and you didn't like them. Oh, so They've been very bad to me. And again, she says, what's everyone getting for Christmas? And we answered that earlier with Emmett's question. Uh, Quattro Rick. Good to meet Rick up at the food bank drive. Yes. Food yes. Drive. Yeah, Rick. Yep. Um, he says, should someone try getting from end to end in Ireland whilst things are shut down a la Cannonball Run? I do that about once or twice a month. <laughs> Standard for Lee. I think what we should have is a race between Rick and Lee. Uh, I know what Rick drives. <laughs> Has he built his new car yet? It's getting there. It's, yeah, well, uh, I'd, I'd still beat him at the minute, but... <laughs> Well, he has he. He is the uh, E36 as well. Listen, give me a superb. I'll I'll run him down. Yeah, he'll pass more petrol stations than he will. I was anyway. going to say, <laughs> I don't have to stop for fuel. I can just go. <laughs> He's uh, building an absolute animal of an RS6. Yeah. It's going to be scary. He does impeccable taste. He does, yep. Uh, 
Ian Kay is a good one for me, and he says, Pan American 1900 mile road trip. What car do you choose and why? I just want to say Pan America is from the very top in Alaska down to Argentina and South America where Hitler went to. So you can go see Hitler. I'm a bit of a Hitler drive in the podcast this last while. But he is in Argentina apparently, according to the show we watched on Netflix. For some reason I took this up completely wrong. And I thought this was just coast to coast. No, 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 no. This is top to bottom. So I was thinking cabriolet. Oh, well, here. Why did I make cabriolet? Sound <laughs> so gay. Sound so gay. Spanish It's uh, we've all got coronavirus now. <laughs> why did I say it like that? Sorry, I don't know. Because it's a cabriolet. I, why did I th- think it was cabriolet? Atlas. 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 My Jeep. answers are crap now. Well, I would. Uh, I'd be going <laughs> or, for. Um, I'm not asking you a question. <laughs> Volkswagen race Tuareg. Also good. Might be a bit sore in the arse. Yeah. No, I'd get the, the concept road-going version. Ah, yes. That was a little bit more plush. Well, I kind of went a bit nerdy in this and started looking into it. And my thought was, once you get down into South America, you're starting to struggle a bit. Fuel quality. Atlas. Yeah, you, well. Diesel. I was going to say, what I would be going for is something that they got down there. So you'd be looking like an old Toyota Land Cruiser or something like that. Well, not old, but not brand new either Hilux. something that can be worked on yeah mm-hmm. Hilux too diesel availability for parts and we'll just go forever well I'm not going on a cabriolet <laughs> we look well Sorry, a cabriolet <laughs> you look well broke down the side of the road with the roof down I just uh, can cl- you get like a cabriolet in like a golf country or something that would be good just chop the roof off it <laughs> oh, like what do you call master the wee? why did I take a question up so wrong I have no idea you weren't even drinking at that stage no what do you call them? Be snazzy Porsches that are like boxers, the off-road Porsches. Is this the Safari in Eleven? Safari, yes. Yeah. What about one of those? They'd be cool. I would be happy with the C six RS six estate. There you go. With chunky tires and oh, and a boot full of monster. Go. The old V ten in her. Get her lit, sir. Carry the gearboxes to her. Do me. Sorry for not listening to the question <laughs> properly, Ian. <laughs> I do uh, apologize. And then the last one is also from Ian, and he says, it's 1990 and you're a trust fund baby. What cars do you buy? And this, I think I Connor stopped at five. Connor nerded out on this one. I have three. I have five. Go ahead, Connor. And I, well, five? Yeah. yeah I left trust lot, fund baby. I was left a lot of money. <laughs> Stocks were good. So um, I picked cars that were only available in 1990 or backwards. Yep. So I was like, and there was so much, it was like 91, 92. I was like, so God damn cars. it. Well, 91 was a good year. It was. So it wasn't, it wasn't a B, but can't buy things from the future. And one that I had was an NSX. Oh, enter it. Yeah. I didn't realize they were out that year. Yeah. So I do like a good NSX, a secret Honda fetish of my own, uh, a V12 Diablo, 480 horsepower of ridiculousness. Yes. I mean, in, in 1990, to have 480 brake horsepower. Yeah, and it's ridiculous now. You think of a Golf R, and you can map it. You nearly have that, and it'll probably handle better and brake better as well. Um, another one of mine was a 1989 R32 GTR. Good, good lovely taste. Yep, Lancia Delta Integrale. Yeah, I would. That's on my list. And you'd need a recovery. Uh, yes. Company to follow. Oh, you, you don't deal it. You don't deal it. No, 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 no. That's you probably let the help drive that. Yeah. No, and 
the, my daily driver will be an Alpina B10 by Turbo, 360 horsepower, lovely waftiness BMW. I think I did. I couldn't leave my common roots in this Volkswagen. No, no, well, just sort of every man car. All right, the poor people car. <laughs> well, not poor people, but just sort of E30 M3 Evo. Ooh, that that was literally my choice. Yeah, E30 M3. There is no better car for a driving in 1990, really. And it looks so good. The box arches. You know, are you trying to flex as a trust fund? Of course. Kid? Of course. Sorry, are you only other car? Are you a car enthusiast going, I'm a car enthusiast, I'll buy whatever I want? I'm, I'm parked in the corner with the Lambo. The Diablo's doors are up and I am looking for women. That's me. Cruising for bitches. Cruising for pussy. <laughs> <laughs> You see, my thing was, I was looking and I was like, right, if you were a trust fund, it would have to be brand new off the lot. Yeah. So anything older than 89 You're not really is get. not brand new. Because the only other, cause that was why I came up with the M3. The only other thing I could think of was an AMG Hammer. But they stopped making them in like 87, so yeah. they wouldn't have been brand new. Could you have got one trader then? But it wouldn't have been brand new, so... Mm, true. And oh. you, don't, you don't want to look poor, like... Exactly. You know, I second, poverty spec Maxwell there. <laughs> second-hand Merc there. Of course, if this was real life and I went back in time, I would just be buying a fleet of Novas, so, you know... True. You could also head up Ferrari, F40. I do, yeah. I do like an F40. Full Sultan of Brunei style. Army green. One in every colour. Or black. White. Oh, I, I yeah. also had a few other cars... Probably a 911 of some description. What are we talking there? That would be a 964 911? 964. It would yeah. be a Carrera 2 or the Turbo 3.3, 3, um, which are basically your mental money now. Death machines. Yeah. Just, you know, end up in the roundabout backwards. Oh, yeah. Also in that year, you had the Mercedes Evo 2 190. Oh, yes. I love those. can't believe I didn't think of those. And I also went down the road of, you were talking about the Hammer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of S-classes with dirty, dirty engines in them. There's one in this country. Has the, uh, oh, it's the V12. It's in the, the Zonda, is it? It's, uh, I don't want to say the guy's name. I think he, I think he sort of advertises that he has it, but it's, uh, it's an S, I want to say an S600, but my work knowledge is not great. Like, but, um, it was imported from Dubai and it's essentially a V12 S-class. It's quite cool. Just when you were talking about uh, in a skill in the drag day, uh-huh. do you remember the old gold E class estate with AMG? Was there that day? No. Was it Jewish racing gold? It was, yeah. but I don't remember it. <laughs> I can practice the color. Yeah, I remember it. That showed a lot of people away home. What What was in it? Uh, you tell me. Ridiculous. It's basically, you know, the blob E class that had. Yes, oh, the horrible. Was that mid 90s or late 90s? Yeah, uh, Peden has a hydraulic version one, that one. Whatever that 5.5 or 6 litre... Oh, uh, like a E63 type setup. That thing put pe- people in their places. Yeah. those And it looked stuck. Those yeah. those big, uh, like AMG Mercs, like even the bigger ones, the E-classes, are ridiculous. And as you said, such a sleeper. That wee Brabus, even the wee convertible that came to Castlewell in a couple of times... What are they? Oh, yeah, like the more square two-door one. Yeah, yeah. The convertible. I like them too. That was cool. Brabus. Just while we're talking about marks. Yeah. Brabus, Anything. Brabus got game. They do. 
So yeah, they had those to the trust fund list as well then. If they were available in 1990, I'm there. We'll have them. <laughs> <laughs> trust fund, what is a trust fund? Just, I would. my father's rich, here's some money to maintain yourself. And once you hit 18, there's a release. There's no go, thing as trust funds over here, is there really? I don't think so, I don't think it's really a thing now, yeah. It's uh, a more American thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. I think over here you have different variations of it, but it's not called the trust fund. Credit card? <laughs> Bank of mommy and daddy. <laughs> Just limit your credit card. That's it. No, I like that question. Because it was interesting to set a nerd out and look and see what was available in 1990 or slightly before it. It laid down a path of desire. Yeah, there was so much I wanted to put on it. And yeah. I was like, no, like FDRX7 and things like that. But they were 93, I want to say. I think Evo M3s now... Like Evo twos, they're well over a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. That's crazy to think that. Just yeah, nah, world's well, gone mad, but it is what it's it is. On obtainium, like it's well out of our reach. Yep, that's it. Well, that's us for another episode. Yes, three a.m. on a Friday night. Yeah, it's, <laughs> this is actually quarter to one, which is a strange time for us to be recording. It's like the early days. <laughs> We're usually a Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. We are, yeah. It's going to be a rough morning tomorrow, but yeah, that it's is what good. it is. It's been a good night. I'm doing Santa tomorrow, apparently. Oh, lovely! Yeah, now you're going to have fun with that. No, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Actually, I am. So good luck. No, oh, that's good. So, as always, folks, thanks for joining us. Um, it has been a great year. Hopefully, we can do the same again next year and continue to grow the podcast. We can only do that with yourselves. As always, like, share, comment, subscribe, do whatever you can to help us out, and we'll keep producing content for you. If you want to follow us collectively, you can find us on Instagram and on Facebook at Relo Podcast. I am at Connor McCann. I'm at Boy. And I'm at Maxwell House 46. And we'll see you all in 2020. Merry Christmas, folks. 2021. Oh, no. <laughs> well, screwed that up. We're Here. back. <laughs> happy Christmas. Happy New Year. Take it easy. Yes, folks. Good Bye. Bye. <laughs>